That's a bad idea. It's a good, good idea. Maybe. This podcast is brought to you by <laughs> Del Monte Sweet Corn. That was a, that was a gift. What was? It is customary for the podcast guest to bring a gift. Yeah, it's customary. For Alan, it is customary. At least one there person has done it. Thank you. I'll take that. What is it? Ooh. Oh, from LP's? A pizza puff. <laughs> pizza puff. It's a pizza puff. It's a pizza you know what's puff. funny? I was over there thinking, because you were asking Haley if she wanted and I was like, fat guy if he wants that. <laughs> had I not had the, the entree that <laughs> I had. a fat guy out of me. If I had not had a black bean burger like minutes before, I probably would have said yes if I had just gotten a salad or some shit, but I already. Well, now it's gifted to us in the green room, so we can split it some other <laughs> time some other time yeah we'll just keep it we'll keep it in the fridge for next yeah, week yeah, yeah. see how it holds you have a up here? i'm surprised that grass is still alive do you water it not anymore i threw away mm. yeah i water that grass like three times a week oh shit i pee in it sometimes yeah <laughs> yeah so it's looking that's some real nice looking grass that's and then i trim the top it looks so fertilized it, so that it stays the same height yeah yeah because i don't know if you notice it's always the same height mm-hmm. yeah no mm-hmm. sun in here no sun needed It's a a good shade grass. (laughs) The lights from Alamine's green room sign. (laughs) Aloe's green room is just a greenhouse. Aloe's pee room. It should be. (laughs) It should be. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Alamine's green room. I'm Alamine. There's a camera, so I acknowledge the fly on the wall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everybody wave at the fly on the wall. That's weird. I'm going to start. I'm not going to make that a thing. It's really not nice to call Oliver a fly in the wall. <laughs> no, he's the guest. He, the, the camera's the fly in the wall, Haley. I'm a fly. <laughs> See how I did that? Like, Haley, like we didn't know. <laughs> Haley, how are you today? I'm well. How are you? Good, good. What are you doing over there? Uh, sorry, I'm preparing for my segment. Oh, we got a new segment coming up. You guys stay tuned for that. coming up, but I didn't do my research first. No, I like that. I like that. Do, do, do it right when the show starts. That's perfect. I want, I want it to be timely. I you like, know? no. Very the latest news. The latest yeah. and the greatest We don't know news. what would have happened. I mean, Something, shit could have happened yeah. like five minutes ago. Anything. There could be several mass shootings in the past 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah there Jamie pulled absolutely that have been. <laughs> Jamie. Speaking of, uh, Indianapolis, an hour ago. For real? Mm-hmm. Damn. One well, Dutch soldier is it, but this isn't the new segment. Go on, do, okay. do what you're doing. Thoughts and prayers I'm doing to my the thing. Dutch soldier. Um, <laughs> while you do that, well, I guess dead, I'll introduce. So your your T's and P's aren't gonna do shit. Friends <laughs> and family, maybe. Um, we got Dustin in the green room. Yes. He's, he's a regular. He's a, he's part of the show. I feel like, and it's like you know, uh, sometimes he's not here, sometimes he is, but he's here now, and he's got a fucking awesome scar. Yeah, leave, leave it up to you finally using the video. Yeah, and it's I got one out. That, like, that's when I have the scars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's still just a wound right now. Here, can you turn your wound? I need more Take of your it, wound. No, this Not one, that wound. <laughs> Not know. just your face. There we go. It's something that's... Really that's a badass look right there, man. For the audio-only listeners, Haley just took a picture <laughs> yeah. of, of the flesh wound. Yeah. And then we have another guest. First time in the green room. Mm. Oliver Schmidt. Yeah. Everybody make some noise for him. I'm learning my drop buttons. I'm getting so much better at this. Did you I want me to correct to the pronunciation from. there? Uh, so it's Oliver Schmitz. There's a. Oh, there's did a I just TV. say Schmidt? You be all night, all night. For real? <laughs> I've only said your name three times tonight, right? Something How does like it that. look on? Oh no, it's very clear on the sign-up sheet. Schmitz? It's not like that time. Uh, oh, never mind. <laughs> what did I do? I fucked up again. No, you didn't do it. But oh, <sighs> never mind. 
I, this is something I did. You looked at me. No, it was when I think it was when Jake Trumper hosted the first time, and somebody had like kind of scribbled their name down, and he thought it was something completely different than it was. But then when I looked at it, I was like, oh, it definitely looks like that's how you wrote it. But I can't yeah. remember who it was. Was it was it when he when I called him True Emperor? <laughs> no. Okay. No. Brody put down Brody Stamport or something weird tonight. Stamport. That was fun. I liked that. Yeah. It was it was his idea, and then I asked him about it. And he's like, "No, don't do it." I keep calling so him Sanford, anyway. like you know, Sanford. Sanford, and son. And son? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Angry spiders in my dream. <laughs> Sorry, that's a that's a callback to, to Curtis. Curtis. The Curtis Paris episode. Curtis Paris episode. episode. Yeah, but this Which is Oliver Schmidt. Oh, shit the bed. <laughs> but we're Schmitz. here with Oliver Schmidt. Oliver right. Schmidt's episode. Schmidt, yes. Schmidt. You're more than one Schmidt, and I should there's, respect that. Yeah, there's yeah. more than one of us yeah. Schmidts. Yeah. So. Welcome, man. Yeah. Thanks for coming. I like the way you're sitting. Very, I don't even know if you're in frame, but can you see yourself? Uh, yeah, I, th- there's a whole lot of me in you're that. You're good. You're uh, good. Okay. We're good. Cool, cool. No one's ever sat like that, and I like it because this way you can have more of a conversation. It's not probably not comfortable. Yes, I like being able to see you, and yeah. now that my mic is here, I can't lean forward yeah. anymore, so I rely can, on the guests. You can uh, dis, disarm no, it. No. You like you like the free hand? Yep. You need it for the news now, too. That's true. Yep. Yes, I, yeah. I'm an anchor now. Would you like a um, uh, stand? Yeah, we, we could use a stand. We can set you up with a stand next time. Well, okay. next time we'll have we have a stand I don't know right where you here. Put it, yeah, I put it over here. No, I clipped it to that yeah, table. To table. We had okay. another stand for Dante when we were, when he was in here. He set yeah. it up. Yeah. I'd like to be able to just kind of lay back. Yeah, there. chill out. You know. Yeah. yeah. The podcast I based this on was uh, Matt and Shane's secret podcast. Very funny people, but they just hang out on the couch. But it's not a green room, but it's like you know, people's apartments and shit. So doesn't sound like a secret at all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's definitely not a secret. It's the podcast that kind of got him quote-unquote canceled but also made his career better than it would have been i think from saturday night live mm-hmm. do you know that story oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah 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 so he's doing a lot of the red state rooms now or? <laughs> he's doing all the rooms and he's killing it i mean he's been on rogan so many times i yeah. feel like he's blown up bigger than and known more especially amongst real diehard comedy fans compared to people who just watch saturday night live which sure. is Probably more money, but I don't know. That might even be debatable too. Just yeah. Because, like maybe per appearance, but like in terms of like the amount of content they were spent right. before each week. Yeah. Right. And yeah, who knows but how the long he'd have been on there. there is yeah. Yeah. And he's doing. Crazy. I mean, and then he put out his own shit that was Saturday Night Live esque, his own sketch, yeah. sure. comedy, uh, Gillian Keys, I think it's called, which was funnier I think than anything they've done. In the past 20, 30 years, but I'm just a dude. Who am I to judge? Lauren Michaels, if you want to hire me, I take it all back. <laughs> I'm too or old. Or sponsor this podcast. I'm too old to be outside. <laughs> I don't do any. Uh, I don't do any impersonations. Do you do any impersonations, anybody? Sure, you do. You do those kids at the mall. Kids in the mall. Kids. I mean, like, I think, yeah, that is true. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, mm. that's an exaggeration of a situation. <laughs> But yeah, I, mean, it's I don't no, like having nobody like that, famous. Right. I can't even do the basic ones like Arnold or. <laughs> do your best, Tom Hanks. Tom. <laughs> I am Tom Hanks. Yeah, it's not even <laughs> someone. Yeah. No one does Tom Hanks. Nobody ever does Tom Hanks. Yeah, it's weird. It's probably because it's too hard. He's just so. Well, when he gets excited, when he's angry in a movie, you could probably. Do yeah, Tom Hanks. yeah. 
I don't know. What about you, Oliver? I you might not be a smart man. <laughs> that was the only yeah, example I can think of Tom Hanks does. getting yeah. angry in a movie. Yeah, the the Forrest Gump one is definitely a lot of people's go-to, which is just there's no tactful way to do it usually because like no, you could be really doing the southern impersonation, but people are gonna think you're doing a different voice. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, I the only impersonations I can do are a very bad Schwarzenegger and just just the indiscriminate just noises that he makes. <laughs> just the and then. And oh. then I can't even do that. Uh, Adam Sandler singing the song Blue by Eiffel 65. <laughs> uh, Is that what we were just doing over there at LPs? Yeah, 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 because yeah. it came up earlier when we were grabbing uh, food before this that, like, for the first, like, five years that I uh, had heard that song, because I heard it, like, just in elementary, I think, for some reason, my, my, brain, right. my brain just thought that it was uh, by Adam Sandler, because it kind of sounds like his voice at the beginning, where he's just like, You're listening up, here's the story about a little guy who lives in the blue world. And I thought that that was Adam Sandler. I can see that, and kind of. Yeah, I thought that was like a kind of gimmicky, you know, whatever song, and it was... It made it a lot less good when I found out that he had nothing to do with that song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you found out that song just sucks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you have a uh, don't you have a theater background or something like that? Uh, yeah. Like I, I mean, I performed a lot when I was younger in terms of just I wanted the attention of being on stage, uh, which is weird because neither of my parents are actors or music musicians or anything like that but I just really wanted to be, and then they would just, like, sign me up for either camps or uh, little things, and then by the time that I even was at Ellsworth College, I got to be the lead in their spring musical, uh, which was How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. So, like, that's cool. Like, Ellsworth is not a big college, but it was still the... Community College, (laughs) your best choice. we, We played them in football, pretty sure. Oh, which, uh, where'd you go? Iowa Central. Iowa Central. Central. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're both Tritons up in this uh-huh. joint. Yep. Uh, I remember we played... Call us um, for your Distinguished Alumni Awards. <laughs> yes, anytime now. The only people, or the only teams that I remember playing uh, were Central and Simpson College. Because I was on the JV team. Because, like, again, I was on the football team. I don't know if I said that or not. No, um, we were talking about plays. But we were talking about plays. Yeah, I went... Uh, to Are you sure both. you weren't just playing a football player in a stage production? Yeah, I got, I got really into that part. <laughs> no, no. I, I just wore the costume around all year long. No, I went to Ellsworth because I wanted Uniform. to be playing football outside of high school because I was a jock back then. I, I, I liked music. I liked performing. But football was kind of my number one thing. Like, I wanted to continue that. I got a, a, just a mild, like, $500 scholarship to go play at Ellsworth. Is um, Ellsworth, Ellsworth, Ellsworth is a community college, but mm-hmm. the, you guys played Simpson. That's weird. Because mm-hmm. they're, like, a four-year, like, just, like, yeah, D3 college. We played some of, like, the lower, like, not, like, lower ranked or, like, the lower tiers or whatever. So, like, we would play JUCO, but also, like, yeah, yeah D4 or D3, whatever yeah. the name is. Um I don't claim to remember a whole lot of that because it was a long time ago and I was not paying that much attention. And you played football, you, so you've you had a bunch of concussions. <laughs> no, I, I took pretty good care of my noggin. What'd you uh, play? Uh, in high school, I was a lineman, and then uh, so I was a center for a long time, then a guard when uh, my speed became an asset because I also was not the biggest guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it was cool back when being too small was a problem because now, like, I'm a, <laughs> uh, I'm a large man. Um, and then when I got to Ellsworth. You know, it wasn't cute being a 200-pound lineman anymore, so I switched <laughs> over to tight end because I was going to be a little bit more in line, but I'm also only six foot 
tall like when i do a good stretch in the morning yeah uh no i'm like right at six foot like on a, <laughs> on a day where i'm slumping i'm creeping back down to 5'11 and change so yeah. yeah so with with that i i was just a blocking tight end because i never had any no hands I, I got good hands but there's also more to it because like when somebody can just catch a ball there's a lot more that goes into it with route running and uh, yeah, yeah, footwork yeah. and stuff like yeah, that yeah. where it was just a whole different skill set that I had never worked on. And, like, yeah, I could catch a ball, or I, you know, away from my body, in my body. Um, yeah, just a completely different skill set, though. And then, because I happened to be a part of the choir at the time, because I was coming out of high school, and when you're in high school, a lot of people will be a three-sport athlete and in the choir and in the plays. So I was doing that my freshman year of uh, college. And when we were doing some warm-ups, it was a very small choir at Ellsworth. And when they heard me doing the warm-ups, they were like, oh, this tenor actually has a tenor range. Like, he's not needing to go into the head voice for, you know, just, uh, just you know, a high, something higher than a C. So they, uh, I, was, I was put as a tenor, and I was not asked if I wanted to be the lead in the musical or if I wanted to try out. <laughs> I was told. You're like, hey. No, I was told by my musical director, she's like, hey, you're going to be the lead in the musical this year. I'm just like. I don't remember auditioning, and she's just like, "Don't worry about it." Wow. And I don't. I, he I got didn't know. discovered. Yeah. <laughs> At Ellsworth College. <laughs> uh, my picture apparently is still there because I've I've gotten uh you know like younger or friends of mine's younger brothers would like go and they would do like a tour at Ellsworth to see if they wanted to go there. You know the, what are they called? Orientations or just little little tours. campus visits yeah. Camp, campus yeah. visit and they they still see my picture or whatever in the uh, theater area it's not like the one of picture you as willie loman uh as uh, oh sorry you said how to succeed how to in succeed business in not business. death of a salesman my bad <laughs> so yeah it's what was not the character's like the one name in that one uh jay pierpont finch uh, oh yeah it's it's Is a, he a frenchman no, it's just supposed to be like a fancy, like old timey name back when, oh. like your last name meant like your Vanderbilt, your Vanderbilts, and your yeah, your favorite like, Rockefellers, yeah. like the fancy, yeah, fancy, fancy you. names. Yeah. It's actually a very, very good, very clever musical. Like I had never heard about it, but like the script is actually very brilliant. Like every other line, there is a very, very subtle, very, very funny thing about it. Where what's your favorite line? Oh God, musical or spoken <laughs> god you're asking from a musical that i have not been associated with for eight years also i hate musicals but i'm asking <laughs> oh, we're, we're trying to get him to watch ha- or watch hamilton and oh god there's no <laughs> way i can't do it Alexander everybody's got a price hamilton. that's from hamilton my name is alexander hamilton oh god you would have seen fucking hamilton several times <laughs> you brought this on yourself i know right <laughs> Oh, God, I, uh, do you know Hamilton? Do, can you do yes. Hamilton for me right now? Oh, I can sing the whole thing <laughs> for you from can start you both to finish. Do it? We're, not, we're not doing Hamilton today, but we can. <laughs> we should stage Hamilton. Haley, yeah, you and me, me, let's stage Hamilton. Haley, like we should just like make up our own musical to try to trick him. Yeah, I wouldn't know. <laughs> That's true. He would have know. no idea. Yeah. I am like, Hamilton. Like you beatbox, and I'll be like, and Peggy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I. It's cool because I've just, uh, I did a lot of things in college that were, I don't know if productive, but I, I got like a wide range of knowledge or skills from it. So. Sure. And you went to, uh, didn't you transfer or go to another school? Didn't you go to UNI? I or? was collecting student IDs for a few years. I, uh, <laughs> I went from Ellsworth because, and here's the thing, I was stuck up and I needed to be humbled. I was talking earlier about like <laughs> when we were grabbing food. 
your 20s should humble you. You should walk in thinking you know everything, and then this by 30, was, go, oh, shit. This was sage <laughs> advice that you gave to, to young Ben Woodfield. There's no humbling that guy. Who could no. really, really use it. Um, I ain't touching that. Uh, <laughs> Ben's, I, Ben's not arrogant. He's just oblivious. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but I, I left Ellsworth, even though I was happy and successful, with the music program and the football program was going You succeeded well. in a musical without even really trying. That's really yeah, good. Yeah, that, okay. that is actually uh, The, the title bad. was just so apt. <laughs> um, oh, God, it's so cool because the main character is like a bullshitter who just basically, he is a janitor there, and then he just puts on a suit and claims to work there, and then sure. slowly but surely he gets on the payroll. It's it's a really funny movie, and like I do identify with a how A regular much of, maybe Funke right there. He, he's a, he's a fast-talking bullshitter, and I very much... Uh, Hundred percent, yeah. Vibe with that, yeah. Um, but I, I thought, you know, because I was the only one of my friends who did not go to U and I or Iowa State, which kind of was a chip on my shoulder that all of my other friends went to. And this is nineteen-year-old, twenty-year-old me saying this: real college. Yeah. Right. I went to community college. You saved thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. And got just had the time of my life. Had a better foundation to yeah. learn. And I thought... A really that well-rounded I, experience. And there's just as much strange at... I mean, there's numbers-wise, <laughs> but I mean... No, actually, at, at Ellsworth <laughs> College, the ratio is pretty poor. Really? Yes. Um, there was something that they called Ellsworth Goggles. Where is... Uh, what city is it? Iowa City. That should... Ex- or not Iowa City, Iowa Falls. I, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. Um, that should explain a little bit of it. Yeah. But, like, the other part is, uh, at Ellsworth, they called Ellsworth Goggles. Because if you were on the Ellsworth campus for too long, then you go out in the real world. Every woman that you would see seemed like just the hottest, most attractive piece you would ever see in your life. Because you spent so much time at Ellsworth, where the average was so much lower. No, a lot of fours and fives running around. And by the time that you she's compromise, she's an Ellsworth eight. Yeah, no. By the time that you compromise and say, you know what, I think that she's all right. That means that all the other mediocre chicks out in the real world are just tens. Yeah, um, I can see that. So, so I got I got to ask actually uh you said you were a jock. Yeah. So did, were you were you knocking books out of freshmen's hands and then going to choir <laughs> practice after? <laughs> um that's honestly like I wouldn't like bully people that I didn't associate with. And what do but, jocks have to be bullies for? Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, those poor, the 80s. Those poor jocks getting laid every day being good at sports. Yeah, bull- I feel sorry for them. Never. <laughs> I told you. I didn't, uh, well, elementary school I was. My, my, <laughs> what I was talking about at lunch or dinner or whatever it was. Uh, brunch. Brunch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, when, when we were talking, I did not do anything with a woman until I was 22. So, like, no, I was not, like, a sexy jock. I was just, <laughs> I was just, I was just, like, a weird guy who I wouldn't, I wouldn't knock the books out of somebody's hands. But we would initiate, like, we called it butt punch. So somebody would just yell out butt punch and then everybody would kind of crouch down and then just ram into each other ass first. Oh, that is weird and yeah, homoerotic. Yeah, I've never heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> this was oh, in the locker room? No, 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 no just in the halls. Oh. Uh, but no, what we would do in the locker room was much worse. Um, was it a circle jerk? Because it yeah, sounds it was, like it that's sounds, where that's, that's going. That's the next step, right? No, well. I'm assuming that's what you all did anyway. I mean, oh, what's that thing someone was talking about earlier where they shit in each other's you? The hourglass. I was going <laughs> to ask. Well, I have asked many of you if that's a real thing. It sounds very made up. I wouldn't I wouldn't say no if a lady wanted to do it. I would I, it wouldn't be if my idea. If she wanted idea. to shit into your butt or if she wanted you to shit into her butt. Here's the thing, Haley. It ain't for me. It's for her. I'm a giver. I don't really care. Both of them do equally nothing to me. 
mean, I just don't accept think it's uh, tra- you know. But I want to see it though. I want. I hope it's on the next uh, Your Mom's House Live because yeah. they show that weird shit. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, oh shit! What the fuck was I just saying? The, oh, I uh, the, we would pee on each other a lot in the in the showers in high school. Oh, wow, that's that R. Kelly shit. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Yeah, no, I, I was also a commodity because I'm uncircumcised. I could do what was called the piss bomb. Where I would just like close the tip shut and then fill it up like a water balloon or one of those frogs in the wild that gets real scared. Hold on, hold on. And then did you did you mean to say you're an oddity or why did you say why would being circumcised make you a commodity? <laughs> like why does that make you frozen Be- concentrated orange juice? Because. <laughs> Because there weren't that many of them. Like you, you were, yes. uh, you we were, were rare. you were we in were demand. Rare. Yes, you were, in you were the unicorn of us, us uncuts, as they called them People on the battlefield. <laughs> oh, in the piss war battlefield. Oh, on the piss battlefield. I got you. Because again, we could do the pee bomb. Everybody else could only just kind of do like a little gatling, but we could just straight up airdrop. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, I got real acquainted with climbing over or under a stall while somebody was pooping, so that way I could get inside. Unlock the door from the inside, and then we'd all just pile in and watch somebody poop. Oh my god, you guys did weird stuff. So, when you ask, was I a bully, it kind of <laughs> sounds like it, but I wouldn't do that to people that, uh, you know, were like being traumatized. It was us messing with our own yeah, friend group. That's that's most bullying, that's how it usually happens, especially, as I remember, like in high school jocks, it would always be different football players picking on different yeah. football players, or else different age you know grade levels because if somebody was ever bullied i'm not going to like invalidate their experience but like what we were doing was gross dumb guy stuff but like we also kind of had we knew where each other's boundaries were uh and if you know if somebody didn't like that then they would just be excluded from our reindeer games like we'd be doing (laughs) naked handstands in the locker room and they would just have to sit and i guess watch instead of joining in I'm just gonna say you guys is bullying was so gay. <laughs> <laughs> it was, but really, really in a, just a very gay way. Like that's that's not derogatory. <laughs> just everything you were doing was so gay. It, it was it, super homoerotic. It, yeah, as I was gonna say, it was. Like and sometimes uh, we just gave each other blowjobs. Like. <laughs> yeah, I remember. T- <laughs> just a raz. <laughs> just, just, just tease you. Isn't this so funny, guys? Like, <laughs> oh, I made you come. You. <laughs> <laughs> It's disgusting, but hilarious. So then what? So how'd you get into comedy? (laughs) (laughs) Well, once you've uh, once you've shown your dick to that many people, you just stop caring. Once once you've been peed on enough, uh, no. So I got into comedy because I'd always really wanted to be. Uh, It kind of goes to the theater thing in terms of just like I wanted to perform, uh, and also I really liked how it made me feel when I would make other people laugh. I don't think that that's like reinventing the wheel. I think that everybody starts being funny because it feels really good, especially like when you're in elementary. Cause I, I was the class clown when I graduated. I had always yeah. been known as the funny kid. Uh, when, when my teachers hear, Oh, what do you do now? Oh, you're a stand-up comic. That makes sense is always what they say. <laughs> They're like, I can see it. That makes sense. I'm like, okay, that's a bit of a, that's a bit of a burn really. But um, you know, so girls that I liked, it was awesome being able to make them laugh and it kind of just spawned from that a little bit, or just like, I really admired, uh, whose line is it anyway? Uh, or comedies. It was just like my favorite genre. So like by the time that I learned what stand up comedy was and I got my first stand up comedy uh, album, which was Dimitri Martin's, these are jokes Yeah. as a CD. It's funny dude. Yeah. Uh, so like my humor was very like wordplay, um, you know, kind of clever stuff, and then uh, 
it's kind of changed and evolved. Um, I got up on stage one time my freshman year of college as a bucket list thing. And, uh, and it was just a regular open mic. It wasn't a comedy open mic. So there was white dude with guitar, oh, poet, man. rapper, mm-hmm. comedian. God, I went to one in Iowa City and there was a girl singing about letting Jesus inside her. Mm. And I was like, I'm not going to get up after this. <laughs> well, no, because uh, I was, I, would, I think, fifth up. And the gal right before me. I wonder if Jesus piss bombed her. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus is nasty, dude. He got down. I got you something to think about. Uh, <laughs> no, so the, the, he was Jewish. He was circumcised. True, yeah. Mm. So the, the gal right before me at this open mic, she was doing uh, slam poetry was her entry, but it just was angry yelling is all it was mm-hmm. about the first time she was sexually assaulted. Oof. Oh, boy. Yeah. Which, again, it was that. beautiful. It was therapeutic. You know, she didn't do a bad job. Again, it was, it was very uncomfortable, but, you know, that's part of her process, her healing, her journey. And then next up is Oliver Schmidt. Sure, that's, a, that's a tough thing to go up and, yeah, just be. Uh, that is the. Funny so rape him, am I guy. right? No, not too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst thing you can say. <laughs> oh, God. So that's, that is the, uh, the fire that I was forged in on that day. I didn't touch comedy for a while. After uh, that? Yeah, just and it wasn't you know anything to do with the experience. It just never lined up because I didn't have a car. I had to be picked up by my friends at Iowa State from uh, Ellsworth. They drove to me, brought me back because it was at a place called I think the Machine Shop or whatever in on okay. the Iowa State okay. campus. Yeah, the M Shop. Yeah, but yes. So yeah, the M Shop. Um, yeah. So that's where it was, and then you know for several years Maybe later. Shop. Oh, gotcha. So when uh, when my ex and I broke up. Uh, I had all this time on my hands, uh, and I just started, like, uh, needing things on in my apartment, and I was kind of tired of music, so I had a bunch of stand-up comedy just always on my Spotify, just going, and then uh, Kyle Kinane's uh, ending bit on his I Liked His Old Stuff Better album just always cracked me up. It was like a life-saving bit. It's, It's hilarious. I would recommend checking it out. And then it just kind of got me back into writing or back into, like, storytelling to where there was just an open mic that I didn't even know about, didn't know, know that comedy was happening in my area whatsoever. Uh, just signed up, uh, got the host's number, and just kind of took it from there, and it's been about five and a half years since that. So, but yeah, ultimately I got into comedy, like, actually doing this because of a breakup. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. That's what happened. Isn't that kind of what happened with Dante? Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. In a way, yeah. It it uh, it fills the voids that we are not just at home, crying alone a bunch. So. Yeah. Yeah, like I can write stuff down, and make jokes about this. It was awesome. I was I was allowed to express myself and be happy. Uh, now that she was gone, it was a uh, it was a good time. Yeah. So therapeutic. Like <laughs> and you still getting up at uh, Octopus every month? Yeah, the Octopus Mike in Cedar Falls is really really awesome. Uh, definitely anybody check it out if they're either in the area. Yeah, I love that room. Um, yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of it because it's a monthly one instead of weekly. So like, it's a bit, because I love the weekly mic here, but when it's a monthly mic, everyone kind of pulls out all the stops because like there's, there's not just next week, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to make it out and you have to either bring your A game or like even the audience members know, like if we miss this one, it's going to be two months Mm -hmm. that we went without (laughs) comedy. So Right. A lot of times the attendance or just kind of the what the comedians bring is going to be a little bit uh, sharper than if it was a weekly mic. Sure. But yeah. 
Yeah, for a little while there was a there there's some people that don't do comedy anymore, but for a little while there was three monthly mics and then in Cedar would, Falls. In Cedar Falls and then I would go to Mason City for another monthly mic to where I was basically doing four mics a month, which again, that's pretty much what I'm back down to, but it's all here now. But I would I would try some the same jokes in all four of those rooms and then decide, am I gonna bring this to shows or not? Yeah. It was cool getting to see it do four separate rooms, and by mm-hmm. that fourth time, I had either worked on it well. I, gosh, it was awesome. Back then, I was writing like five new minutes a month. It's not as good as a lot of the stuff that I write now, which is, uh, you know, in air quotes, because I, I wouldn't consider it really writing. It's just more recollecting uh, <laughs> the weird stuff that's happened to me. So you don't write out full... No, no, at most I write down like two word things to remember the joke. Um, like the joke that I led with tonight was about like his sperm count. Like and so you literally in my phone it's just the word sperm count and I'm supposed to remember what that means. But there are a lot of times where drunk me will write something down and will not be clear. <laughs> and then sober me is just like, what do you mean beard toilet look around? <laughs> Dude, I've had shit where I would be driving and I don't want to text and drive, so I'll just say it, try to say it to the, you know, the voice mm. of text, and it's so fucked up when I, there's no way it's understanding me. I think I'm. That's kind of fun though. Enough. That's like a word prompt for you later. Like, okay, voice, beard, toilet, whatever. Mm-hmm. Let's. T- this might have been something, but let's turn it into something else. Yeah, there was there's one that like I even showed my phone to Curtis one time because we were having this exact conversation. And then he just saw one of my things was dreams are dumb. <laughs> it's always fun stumbling upon old set lists that you used to write down. Because I, I remember I had a joke opener that basically just said, like, Dick Brothers, parentheses, Spencer Lauks. <laughs> and I was so puzzled by that. Like, it bothered me for, like, six months. Like, you, what the fuck is that joke? Spencer what, I what showed it, it to been, him, yeah. and, he, and he's like, eh, I don't know, eh, eh. I think that means that you piss bombed each other, and now you're Dick Brothers. Well, okay, I remember That's that. I, so, I think okay. Haley's got the title of this episode in mind. Like, piss bomb. Piss bomb. Yeah. It's, it could be. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I, I gotta hope that we top that. Then, all right. But. It's a weird thing. But, but yeah, and then after you and I, I went to Hawkeye Community College, and after four years of school, I got a one-year welding degree. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I, uh, I shouldn't laugh. I did uh, fucking six years of school. I got a trucking degree, no, I, I which was isn't real... a thing. Trucking degree, yeah. I call it. <laughs> well, I liked Danny's bit tonight about going to Kirkwood and yeah. graduating, getting a CDL. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I was real passionate about eating every day, which I was not doing at the time. So, like, you know, when you have a part-time job because you're a full-time student and I'm making minimum minimum wage. Uh, you know, I wanted to eat every day, which, uh, <laughs> you know, I had to just go get a job at that point in time. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, the welding jobs kind of sucked in my area. Because one of my least favorite things is when somebody says, oh, welding's a great job. Oh, having a degree or certificate and that, oh, that's great. You can make all kinds of money. I'm like, mm, not if you don't move. Like, not in Cedar Falls, Iowa, which is where I'm located. Like, if I move... If you'd move to Waterloo, yeah, and it depends where they on have the a giant beer factory, yeah. no. and and even and even there, my welding instructor told me never to go to two places. Uh, one was the Jolly Green Giant. He's not very, uh, Jolly Green Giant. Yeah, he's not very John Deere fan because you know, 
layoffs and uh, oh, sure. just some of their policies and just like he said he had bad experiences. He was trying to save us some grief over that. Mm-hmm. The other place was another place. I'm not going to name drop them, but I went and worked for them for a little bit and I saw why they uh, why he told me not to go there um, because I, I got laid off uh, after working there for about two months because like a trade deal fell through with like uh, uh, I forget like who it was or what it was, but like they they now had more people than uh, work to do, so they had mass layoffs of like everyone they just hired. Sure. Wound up getting a call from that place like two months later after that, after I'd already found a new job. I was at my new job, answered my phone, and they were like, "Hey, do you want to come back? Like we're we're hiring again. You were at the top of our list." And I said, "You guys couldn't you you guys couldn't guarantee my employment for more than two months. Like why would I why go would back? come back like, now? Yeah. And even though like I went from. I think it, this was back in 20, 2013 money, I think. I think I was making 16 bucks an hour as a welder, and then I went to a job that was paying, like, 11 Wow, I thought it would be way more than that. That's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of people have this impression yeah. that, like, no, and it was pretty standard. A lot of places were paying, like, 15 16 depending on, like, maybe your shift. Like, if you're working second shift, they'd add a premium, but, like... There's oh, different levels and there's different so many different kinds of welding. I feel if, like too. If you go unionize, there's like some different things, but also ninety percent of the time it felt like the benefits were dog shit. And I don't know if there's going to be like some uh, interaction with like listeners. If there's like a comment feed or like somebody might try to correct me, but my experience was the benefits were awful. The pay was just completely lowballing. Uh, but you know, if somebody out there yeah, if you're a welder a, out there, if somebody, comment in the YouTube section how much Oliver doesn't make any sense right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> if somebody had a different and experience, sponsor our podcast. Yeah, if somebody had a different experience, like good for you, because like I guess that's just not the reality for the side of it that I saw. Yeah, and uh, also remembering, I guess the market that I'm that I was in. That's what it's I, all I about, looked up. Yeah. yeah, I looked up the best welding jobs, uh, even the laser welding places and everything like that. Back in back in 2013, 2014 money, sixteen dollars an hour was kind of like the average or the average minimum because a lot of places said, "Oh, you make sixteen to twenty-two dollars an hour if we hire you." That just means sixteen. You, yeah, you know, you got to show. Nobody's getting getting hired at the high end of that range. No right. one is going to go from whatever the prerequisites are to get that twenty-two dollar an hour starting. They're not going to go to your entry level position like. Right. That would mean that somebody is like a uh, journeyman, you know, unionized, right. like been in with it for like a while, has like 20 years experience, blah, blah, blah. And if they have all that, they're getting paid more than that 22 years. They, exactly. Else, so. my, my welding instructor told me he wouldn't even get off the couch for the amount of money that all these places <laughs> were paying. Yeah. I don't get a bid for less than $30 an hour. I, I considered teaching at Hawkeye, actually, because I... Teaching welding? Teaching welding, um, because... I had some good experience. My teaching instructor uh, was a great reference and a good mentor for me. And he was going to put in for me to be his assistant and then, you know, be able to eventually go from teaching assistant to filling in that role, uh, you know, for when he eventually left, which would have been really cool. And I, I remembered, like, kind of fantasizing about that for years. But what happened when I went to the workforce, I didn't keep up with my studies, I didn't go back to school, and my career path went away from welding. Welding is what I got my degree in, but I wound up doing stuff that was more uh, agriculture and uh, construction irrigation stuff. Uh, I don't know if you guys know what field tile is. Nope. 
Uh, it surprised me because you're a truck driver because like they, you know, you do know a few field dollars. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a farm kid. Oh, that's fair. So I was at a place that made distributed farm tile, which is not welding whatsoever. I would just like walk around in, you know, our truck yard and be like, that well looks like hammered dog shit. But that was about the extent of me still <laughs> using my, uh, my welding knowledge. You know, my career just took a different path away from it. Uh, and some people would ask, like, does it feel like you wasted any time in welding school? And I was like, no, because I needed to a get a degree to feel like I did not completely just wash out and drop out of college. Like sure. even though I, you know, took the longest route. So what's field tile? Oh, so field tile. It's like plastic tubing uh, that they use to like irrigate or like you know move water from one place to another. Yeah, so it's used for drainage a lot. Where if you have water, an area of like that always has a lot of standing water then oh. they'll drain it so that or they'll put okay. in tiles so that it and drains elsewhere yeah a lot of a lot of farmland and a lot of construction sites use it um yeah. what's it gonna do with trucking uh, because they well how well, do you get, how do you get it from a to b allo oh you mean moving the actual field tile man what do you the, do in your truck i mean we i haul furniture that's okay well because yeah we we would do it on slant decks flat beds like van trailers, your furniture ain't gonna move itself is it <laughs> yeah Sorry. but yeah no that's uh I forgot what I was even saying uh, in the middle of saying. Uh, oh, but like I had to go get a degree, and then I also had to get some like actual experience because uh, I didn't know how to do anything at 22. I did not know like if I would have gotten a job as a cook or even doing anything at like a, I wouldn't have known how to do it. And I was convinced at the time that I learning on the job was not something that I could do because I'm not a fast learner. I'm a good learner, not a fast learner. So when I did the welding program, my welding instructor told me he thought that I was going to drop after the first two weeks because I was just this wide-eyed, you know, scared white kid. Like, he told me that there were, like, a lot of times where it was like very clear that I was just, like, very nervous about, like, everything that I was doing, the loud noises of the welding shop. The, oh, very out of my element. <laughs> but, no, every time that, like, I would strike an arc or whatever and start, like, welding with the, you know, the fire and all that cool stuff, the, mel the molten metal... Uh, it was it was uh, really interesting for me to go from not knowing anything about the welding process, and I'd never been in the same room as a welding thing. The only reason I entered the program is because I heard it was a good job. Yeah. Oh, sure. I had no prerequisites of like, oh, well, I used to do this back on Meemaw's farm. You know, I, I know my way around a welder a little bit. Like, mm -hmm. I could, No, I went in. Uh, imagine the thing that you know the least about in the world. That was me and welding. Yeah, it was me and trucking. And then, kind of. all right, I guess I drove cars. That's half the battle. Yeah, that's that's more. Uh, yeah, it's closer than. Because <laughs> that's more than what I had for welding. Because yeah, I went in. My instructor thought that I was going to drop the class, but I told him that's just not an option. Did you ever use a hot glue gun before? This. No, I had never used oh, a hot shit. glue gun. Nothing. Not even a caulk gun. <laughs> um, no, no soldering. <laughs> no, I I went in completely. Uh, and then by the time that I graduated from the class, I had the best test scores because we had in class and we had lab time. So I had one of the top three scores for the actual welding projects. And then in, in terms of the knowledge part of it, top in the class. So I went from being somebody he thought that it was either going to quit or flunk out to that level, which uh, was something that I was very proud of because literally for the rest of my life, even though I haven't done welding, what I learned in that class was I can start something brand new, it's and I'll, I, I can do it. I don't know it now, but I will know it. Mm -hmm. uh, I can learn new things. Like at my job, I had to learn how to drive stick 
uh, on the job and then also haul trailers around the yard because it was a truck yard uh, where, you know, don't need a CDL just to drive on yeah, private yeah. property. Um, yeah. But yeah, I had to learn how to hook up and detach truck trailers, drive with stick, drive with a 53-foot trailer behind back up a 53-foot trailer into a very particular space or up to a dock. So if you ever wanted to do that, you'd already have a leg up. Um, and I would already have a leg up, but, like, I had to learn all that on the job site. If you had asked me a year before that, hey, could you do this job, my answer would have been, hell no, I don't yeah. know anything about semis. So that's going to give you a lot of confidence. So it gave me the confidence. It. it was kind of like the uh, the Wizard of Oz, like I got this, you know, <laughs> the, the degree was just a something that symbolized that I couldn't do it. Or I had the heart. brain. Yeah, I had the brain all along. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it, it was uh, it was really cool because like even though I've changed my career now, I think that this is like the third time I've changed like my professional direction. I went from truck yard to warehouse in a completely different company. Yeah, and then one day you just had a bank, and which then, is crazy. Huh? Yeah, what? yeah. Now I deal with uh, I'm a loan advisor now, which is a relatively recent promotion. So that's that's something that like every time that I've changed my career path drastically, I'm like I've picked something from scratch before. So why not like, start over? Yeah, I can do this. It's something I'm comfortable with now, and that's what I learned in that year was, you know, I, I can do it. <laughs> that's all I have to battle awesome. anything is, is believing that you can fucking do it, I feel yep. like. Oh, for sure. And I, I did not have any faith or confidence in myself at 21, 22. Like, again, I thought that I needed experience in something to start somewhere. Yeah. Which... <laughs> In the professional world, I have found out, nope, you no. will, you can learn on the job, or they, even if you have experience, they will teach you the way that they do. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's always, yeah, it's always a little different. That's why college, I feel like, is a lot of bullshit for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, oh, speaking of college, I'm pretty psyched about uh, potentially my student loans going away or being forgiven. Like, nice, that's, yeah. That's relatively recent, because I... My mom is very Republican. She won't listen to this, so I can talk shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, my mom is very Republican, and I just messaged her, I think, last week. I'm like, it'd be really cool if, like, $10,000 just, like, was forgiven on my student loans, huh? And then she's like, what do you mean? And then I sent her a screenshot of, like, the announcements of, like, you know, Biden announcing student re- uh, debt relief plan or whatever. And uh, she's she was just trying to talk negative about her. She was just trying to be like, well, be careful, like, what you believe, or be careful about this, this, or this, or, like... And I, I would just, like, you know, let it kind of go where I think uh, I might have antagonized her a little bit about it. I don't remember. <laughs> she a Trump Republican or just a Republican? She's a, she's a Trump Republican. Wow. Um, is your mom's name Carol? No, but. She sounds like a Carol. She sounds, sounds like a Carol. <laughs> what does uh, a Carol look like? Well, there are good Carols and there are bad Carol. Like, I have an Aunt Carol who's amazing, but that, yes, but then, then there are the. The iffy kind that's kind of almost a Karen. I, I argue with my parents nonstop. When, I mean, my, or they, I, they live in South Carolina now. My, uh, my mom does. That's an excuse. Where, that's a good yeah, excuse. Yeah, I mean, they, they never, they didn't like follow politics till like five years ago for some reason. <sighs> mm-hmm. And now a they're like, a lot of people didn't. And they're, they're so like weird. Fox News watchers now. Mm-hmm. And my, my, my dad's cool. It's not like that with him. It's, it's just my mom and my stepdad. And, and it got to the point where I just. I just I couldn't control myself, and I looked at her and I said, "How is it? Th- how is it that you're complicated and stupid?" <laughs> <laughs> and, and then the car just got quiet after that. <laughs> oh, cleared the room, there. cleared the car, <laughs> but everybody stuck in there. <laughs> yeah, it was a long ride home. But and then I asked my mom, I'm like, "Mom, what's a Pell Grant? And did I have any?" And she told me it's like a five hundred dollar. That uh, grant that you don't need if you have like financial hardship or just like you fall below a certain line, you usually don't have to pay him back. And then she's like, "Yeah, uh, that's like what it is." 
and you got one every single semester. Like we so applied. So those are government it. handouts that she was okay with. Well, and then also, if you were, were qualified for Pell grants, it's twenty thousand instead of ten thousand that your student loans get forgiven. Oh shit! So then I yeah I replied back with ha ha. <laughs> I'm like several different lines. Like I can, and then she's like, "What?" Then I sent her another screenshot. It's like, oh gosh, uh, you know, this is the first time that anything political has done anything good for me personally. So like, I I don't know, man. Like, or re- yes, really tangible. Like this is something that's going to very very specifically yeah. impact my life. Uh, life changing for yeah. the better. And again, that's very very specific. Like, I don't know if something else. That has benefited sure, there, me. Sure, there has been stuff that meaningfully has... and directly. You didn't get any uh, Trump stimmies when he was in office for the COVID. Oh, I guess the stimmies. I guess yeah, the, do the stimmies count? Yeah, let's not see everybody shits on Trump. But these motherfuckers was cashing those checks. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, thanks, Daddy Trump. I appreciate this. Daddy Trump, let's <laughs> never I, say that again. Can you bleep that out? <laughs> God, I feel gross saying that. I bet his you kids should. do call him that. I bet his kids call him that. Of course Papa. they do. Papa. Especially Ivanka. Yes. <laughs> no, she calls him daddy. Wow, on his lap. If she were my daughter, I'd probably be dating her. If she, you if, do a good job. That did sound. Close your eyes. That You're was, fired. Close <laughs> If she weren't my daughter, I'd I'd probably just grab on. I'd a uh, hunka hunka. I'd. Uh, <laughs> Somebody told me the best uh, way to do a Trump impression. He's always out of breath at the end of every sentence. Mm-hmm. And so if you can get that, you're most of the way there. <laughs> oh, that's a good... I, li- I have purposely not listened to him speak in so long. I, I him, know dude. what his voice oh, sounds like, but I don't want to. I fucking kind of miss him. He was fun. You know, Biden's he was like, fun? Ugh. Biden's like, Ugh. can you watch... I can't watch Biden. You Biden's know what? You don't have to watch. Yeah, think. it's so Hello. sad. I mean, you don't have to watch Biden. That's the best part. Yeah, yes. that's they don't like yes, to, I don't have out to there. worry. No. I don't have to worry about the world imploding every <laughs> no. day, so I don't have to listen. No, I was to gonna say that still might when, when Trump was in office, because I I said, hey, isn't it awesome that we like? I was talking to a friend. I said, isn't it awesome that we don't have to follow politics at all anymore because it's not shoved in our faces because there's not some either crisis or just yes. like. Because it was invading every single sect of our lives. Well, yeah, he wanted Every day to. is not a fucking catastrophe. No, every day I would wake up did. and be like, what the fuck did... What, what did you say? Yes, what happened overnight? What happened in the last... He's been awake for four hours longer than I have. <laughs> yeah. What's he oh, been God. saying on Twitter? Who's he, he like getting in a war like with a today? Fiddle. He absolutely I, did. I was walking and I saw the other day, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure women have too many rights <laughs> in this country. That's true, we do. Make, make it... <laughs> That's pretty good. Are job, you allowed man. to vote yet? I haven't been paying attention. <laughs> I, I don't think so. Okay. Not a. Uh, probably should vote. What are you talking? Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I mean honestly, since uh, since Can the you most do recent. Can you a set at open mic just as Trump? <laughs> just try to do a whole. Gotta get his do, hair do down your material, but just no. Actually, no. Just Trumpify it though. Your material, but like I don't know, the voice, but then also what he would say. <laughs> Which is something yeah, like it, take your jokes and then do it in the way that if Donald Trump were yeah. to, so like your 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 pizza going in the oven joke is the only one I can think of uh, right uh, now, and I'm trying to think of a way to Trumpify that, and I can't. I think that you've said before is that your favorite uh, bit of mine is the Pizza Hut I app j- joke. Or? I don't know that it's my favorite, but you've really been working on it over the last few weeks, and you're you're adding some new nuances to it that I really am Thank enjoying. Thank you. Cause I yeah, think it's a good joke, uh, but you've been you've been 
punching it up. Yes. You've been adding extra cheese to that, and I appreciate it. <laughs> I see what you did there. No, I, I like it when people notice Commit that. Well, because like if I'm ever redoing material, because sometimes, man, I just need a win. If we're given five <laughs> minutes and like I'm going to try new stuff out for three or four of it, but like sometimes I just need to know that I don't suck at this. Yeah, you should, and everybody, I, yeah, yeah. That's I'm all for people, you know, throwing in old and new shit. It's, it's heartbreaking when you see somebody you know is funny and you know kills it, and you ha- see them have a bad set because they're working on stuff. Like that's yeah. that's heartbreaking. I think that like, as comics, we get that, but not sure. every audience member is going to get that. Like, yeah, because I and I've talked about this here before, but I see you guys do. I see all of you every week. Doing the same stuff, like, and a lot of people are coming for open mic once a month or whatever, and right. so they mm-hmm. see that you're working on this joke, and ooh, maybe the the tweaks that you made aren't going so well, but I can see, like, oh, well, he's trying some new stuff from last week, and he's gonna take this back. Like, and he's she gonna knows make this, every one of my ass eating jokes, like yeah. every one of them. <laughs> yeah. No, I I used to travel with the same comics who, again. This isn't throwing shit at anybody, but like throw I was, shit in here. We're in the green room. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> when I was initially running in the first like couple of years doing comedy, I felt like other people around me were not writing any new stuff. One guy had the same twenty minutes that he'd been running with since I started for the first couple of years. One guy had the that's same not ten. Bad. <laughs> I mean, if it's good, yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it was okay. But literally, no extra minutes or no attempts were yeah, made yeah, at yeah, adding yeah. on to it or subbing yeah. any of it in or out. Because the first time oh, I saw like it, Oh, like it was always verbatim, so it was always the same. And when I say same. verbatim, I mean, like, wow. I could literally, uh, during during some people's sets, I, I still do this. I mouth along with some people's sets. Uh, Gerald Bronson used to do that shit all the time. <laughs> well, well, sometimes I would do it literally at the octopus mic that we were talking about. Yeah. If they had done the same five minutes every single time, and they're clearly just not pushing themselves as an artist to try to write new stuff... <laughs> I would sometimes be in the back of the room and I would mouth along with it and I would make sure, well, I wouldn't make sure, but like if somebody was watching me, they would see that I'm syncing up because I even knew the timing. I think I you've knew done the that to me word. before. Not like while I'm on stage, but like you would do that like right before I'm about to go on stage, you would mouth someone else's shit. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I, I would do it sometimes at the octopus to throw shade where like for two minutes straight because I knew the, it was like a script. Yeah. Um, I would mouth it so that way the people who, even if they were watching it for the first time, they wouldn't think that it was the first time or new. They would see me reciting that it was so obviously tired that I had it memorized <laughs> right down to the emphasis, right down to the timing. It was kind of like my little way of just kind of being a little bit petty towards just like my peers. Cause the communicate, like I love who I, uh, have driving with me now. Like, uh, Matt and Curtis and Alex and Tyler when he was driving down here with me, uh, and Colin when he was driving back. down to Cedar Falls. Um, oh, I was just going to say that. I didn't know if I was yeah, Tyler's to. coming back. Yeah. Hell yeah. He's coming back in October. But, like, but moving I, back in October. Nice. Yeah. I, I, I'm with a group of comics in my area that I think that we can kind of uh, either punch up each other's jokes or review it or like when I get feedback from them it's always constructive and helpful and it comes from a good educated place yes that's good to have or, those people and when I give them feedback or tips like Haley I, I, I hate to even say this on the air but that Pizza Hut joke the best part of that joke is was added by Colin he added <laughs> that's dope no yeah like and it's the one about the the Carlos is on his way me too Carlos yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that he came up with the concept and I came up with the wording or something like that but like that was one that if I had 
had that same kind of punch up given to me four years prior, I would never have accepted advice because sure. um, I didn't trust where it was from or it was something that they would, <laughs> because like I didn't know if it was going to work well or I didn't want somebody to hold it over me that they wrote a part of my joke. And then, right. Really? But like, but there was like enough like humbleness or humbleness or just like good camaraderie in our group that like. Yeah. We're not trying to tear each other down. If we say, hey, I don't know if that joke is working, what can we do to make it work? Like, back four years ago, who I was running with, it might have seemed like, uh, hey, I think I know better than you, yeah. so I'm going to give you advice even though you did not ask for it. Yeah. Or I'm too insecure to take your criticism. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I had or somebody one time, because I think that I even told uh, the the baby joke tonight, like, if I drop the baby... Uh, you know, you're worried about it, you know, become, uh, becoming the next Hitler. So I should have maybe dropped it harder or something like that. Like, uh, that joke I remember did really well when I wrote it. And it's an old joke that I'm trying to see if I can put a new spin on, which is why I told it tonight. But I remember one of the guys told me, he's like, man, you shouldn't say Hitler during your set because people don't want to laugh at Hitler. <laughs> That's silly. Everybody no, because like, he thought that like Hitler was such like a buzzkill to even bring up that it was <laughs> going to. And again, I saw like three great jokes that were laughing at Hitler. If you laugh yeah. with Hitler, then that's a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> if you laugh with Hitler, it's a, it's not good. But if you laugh at Hitler, I think that's fine. You think Hitler was known for his knock knock jokes? <laughs> <laughs> like I wasn't there some didn't somebody do like a play or a movie that was like funny Hitler? Yeah, Jojo Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I've never seen it. Oh, you should. Okay. I, I, heard it's, I heard it's great. Yeah. It's an incredible movie. Really? I'm going to look it up. I'm going to check that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that whole thing, because it's such, you know, it's a, one of the darkest things in history, but to make fun of, make light of it, it's always yeah. fucking hilarious. Hitler doing knock-knock jokes does sound kind of funny to me. <laughs> yeah. You know who would have hated him? Anne Frank. Knock-knock, <laughs> <laughs> not fall for that motherfucker. <laughs> Perfect. That's the reply to that knock-knock. <laughs> oh goodness man. yeah man funniest president though I know we were, I want to bring it back Trump <laughs> was he the funniest president do you think okay. funny in what way yeah I was going to say funny in what way laugh at him laugh at him yeah well Gerald Ford used to fall a lot see but he's not trying to be well, well true tapped. Trump was trying to be a clown I feel like he was trying to be funny. Okay, and this this might be just me fanboying or whatever, but like Obama cracked me up <laughs> a couple times. O- Obama got me with a couple zingers, especially. Yeah. Oh no, Obama's a very very funny man. Obama's, especially in his second the, term when he just did not give a shit because yeah. there's no re-election. That's, that's what yeah. I love. I love second term presidency. Oh yeah, the lame duck yeah, presidency. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. perfect. Bush went fucking off the rails too. <laughs> Bush too. He was funny. Um, I, I think that Aziz Ansari might have said something along the lines of like because of Trump's presidency, we're all yearning or looking back uh, at at like Bush through the lens that he was like more well spoken or more <laughs> more like uh, right. More he seems so articulate and righteous. Yeah. No, like because like uh, I think that Bush's speech that he gave after nine eleven. I don't remember the words from it. Jamie, pull it up. Uh, <laughs> no, I, but a lo- it was along the lines of like. Not all Middle Easterners are like this. This is like a small group that happens to be from there. This is not indicative or representative of them or their culture or their religion. You all, his Bush supporters are like, that. la, 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 la. Yeah, no, it's like Bush said that, and then, you know, like 10 years later, they're coming for us. They're all, it's every single one of them. Don't send the good ones over. That was a really good, really good impression. 
Yeah. I don't want to be good at that is the thing. <laughs> Why not, man? It's a good one. Because I feel like I'll just like start like werewolfing. Just like, oh, you no. You're going to become gonna be a supporter? Like, no, it's going to be like the Santa Claus where it's like every day it's like <laughs> a new thing. Why are my hands so small? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> if stuff worked like that. <laughs> That's hilarious. I was I was bitten by Donald Trump because oh my god, I wanna see that be a horror movie. The Were Trump. Yeah. Someone flip someone who's all the way left and then just slowly becomes yeah. Why are you biting me? (laughs) He bit me and I thought, You're dumb. You're done. You're finished. (laughs) You gotta do that, your next uh, open mic. Just all, all <laughs> yeah, God, I wish I could do impressions, man. Um, you just gotta try, and uh, yeah, you gotta really hone in on one thing and just do nothing with that for a while. Practice, just practice. annoy the shit out of your wife yeah. for the next until baby <laughs> Haley is born. Just she, the next few months, like do an impression try. of your wife. <laughs> <laughs> that is a terrible idea, and you should that's never the, do yeah, that. That's the worst idea ever. Uh-huh. Yeah. I do though, oh. just for her. She doesn't like. No, yeah, voice. we do that too. Like, yeah. I'm Haley, and I, I'm yeah. Travis, and I don't even know yet. So. I usually get a dumb voice. That's what I, when she does me, I sound stupid because men are dumb. Oh, that's just what you sound like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just deep and dumb. Is that, is that what it is? God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Yeah, the impression she's doing of you sounds pretty accurate. <laughs> I don't know. I will say, uh, I don't do impressions, but I do like doing voices because I do Dungeons and Dragons, which I can't believe I made it like however long into this without bringing that up. But uh, <laughs> you're older, back. I'm, I'm checking out. Yeah, no. Again, that's why I don't linger on it. There's always somebody that uh, checks out. So, but like, I, I'm a dungeon yeah, do, master. Do the voice of one of the dragons. <laughs> of one of the dragons. Or the dungeons. I don't know. <laughs> dungeons don't have voices. Mandu says who. <laughs> Oh my god. That's very close minded thinking and I don't appreciate that. Dungeons that. Have voice. That's um, not what this podcast is. You know, here for. I apologize here to the dungeon community. The dungeon We are open minded big thinkers on this podcast and I just really don't like the way you shut down they're, my idea. <laughs> they're gonna add us to the list L G B T Q D N D what is it like an eight-sided dice put that on the there's a 20-sided the, the die 20-sided die oh, is shit. like kind of the standard one yeah i did that so when i lived in ames there was this car that parked on campus uh and the license plate said d20 roller and i was like oh that's so cool i had no idea what it was and I finally asked somebody about it they're like that's from dungeons and dragons i was Not like cool oh that seems less cool now but one of the the way or the reason why i brought that up is just because like in terms of the storytelling, like everybody has a character except the dungeon master is the narrator slash referee uh, of the you world. They get to do all of it. They get to they get to set the world. They get to do the story, uh, and all like all of that. So I also every character that is not played by one of the players because you just play your one dude. Everybody else in the world is the D the dungeon master. Uh, voices all of them. So having distinct different voices or oh, different yeah, characteristics yeah. Uh, for each one. Um, Let's hear some of your favorites. I kind of want to be a dungeon master now. It, it's actually fucking fun. Uh, we get you together. We just are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. We we get together. We have you know just dinner. We have just like a few beers. We do some silly voices, <laughs> check, check. and then 
And then, yeah, they just pretend that they're, like, they tell me what their silly characters are doing or saying in this world. I let them know if it happens or not because of how they roll or how good or bad their ideas are. That's Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> See, I, that just sounds like that Key and Peel sketch with the Escalades and the bitches and what? I, I, I thought you know what I was talking about. No, there. I didn't get into Kim Hill. Oh, they're fucking great. I love them. But uh, they, he brought his uh, he brought his cousin over to play Dungeons and Dragons with them. Oh yeah. And he kept ruining the game by going, "Okay, so I get the Escalade and I fill them up with bitches." And, <laughs> and he goes, "No, there are no Escalades in this world." <laughs> but yeah, that's it's it, it's a real fun game, and yeah, just uh, the amount of amateur voice acting practice that like a dungeon master gets is uh is is pretty good i always assume that there's just a way for nerds to hook up i wish man no it didn't happen if i if i get laid because of dungeons and dragons i'm gonna be like the happiest person i will never stop telling that story <laughs> right someone's had to make a dungeons and dragon like porn like it, the scene and then it just escalates into a it's gotten kind of yuppie to do that, though. I'm going to look it There's up later. Dungeons and Dragons porn? Yes. Believe, well, not porn, okay. but... Uh, not of the fantasy world, but, like, some nerds are around the table, and then yeah. it gets hot and heavy. Of like, course. Th- they see, like, the new girl rolling the dice. <laughs> it's just making, like, one of the nerds salivate. Just, like... <sighs> Stranger Things has amazing. brought Dungeons and Dragons into the mainstream. True. Like, the Stranger Things. There's also, like... Oh, despite no, no. Will Byers' best There's efforts. There's also board game cafes in Chicago that, like... I saw some very well, a lot of non nerds playing yeah. Dungeons, yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. So Stranger Things is relatively new into the zeitgeist. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons really started picking up steam about ten years ago because every so often it comes out with a new edition. Yeah, I feel like, like, but that shit's been around like. Oh, so kind of like Monopoly. Oh, yeah, like, the eighties. The eighties. Yeah. So every time it comes out with a new edition. Oh. And, uh, so, like, first edition, second edition, third edition. Like, oh. it has, like, a different set of rules to make it so that way it's not literally the same game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then fifth edition, which is what came out about ten years ago, the rules are way simpler and much more uh, new, person-friendly. Approachable. Well, because what, what the big thing was is if you didn't know how to play, you needed somebody who was nerdy as shit and experienced to teach you and, like, nobody likes dealing with those people. Yeah, because they're probably condescending. <laughs> yeah, well, and it, it was a huge gatekeeping thing, so they simplified it, and which let, you know, it be much more approachable and, and accessible. So, so yeah, that's about 2012 is, I think, when 5e came out, and that's when a lot of people who were like, man, I've always been curious, but it seems like a hard game to get into if you don't know a guy, and nobody wants to know that guy. Like, I remember in college, some of my, uh, some of my uh, choir mates... Uh, asked if I want to play Dungeons and Dragons. I'm like, man, I do, but not with you guys. Like, <laughs> no, you guys, uh, you guys don't seem like you'd be fun to play an imagination game. There's some game cooler with. people I can hang out with. I bet well, there's like generational hatred, like the old, old yes. school Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. They, they yes. There, the new there is people that take it really fucking seriously, there, though. Like, there are very so funny to me, elitist so. gatekeeper. Like, there are some people just like with game systems. They'll be like, yeah, yeah. Uh, the two E rules are better. You know, five E is too easy. It's so much harder to die. You guys are babies. Like, they're doing like this whole weird Gen X, like shaming the new generation thing. Like, you guys have it easy. It's like we are a product of your generation, Jeez. motherfucker. Yeah, it's just like everything else in the world too. Yeah. <laughs> I was really hoping that the new versions, you know, so you're like ten years ago, the new D and D version was released. I was mm-hmm. hoping it was like Monopoly, where like here's the Simpsons D and D, or here's the I had a golf course D or there are golf there D&D, are a bunch of things like that. There are a bunch of things like that where, uh, yeah, there are especially... I, I have a Rick and Morty D&D set. Okay. Wow. Which, it, it basically has a, 
because uh, in D&D, you can either follow a module, like, that's a module that has, like, a dungeon already made for you. You can, like, just, like, play things just, like, that have already been set up. Or you can do something that's called homebrew, where you just write your own story. I do homebrew, where I write the entire story, I write the entire world, and then my players get jumped, like, you know, just dropped into it, and then they interact with this world that I had ready for them. Which is a lot of work. No, I just thought of. Hmm. There's got to have to be like virtual Dungeons and Dragon, right? Like VR shit, so that people can really be fully submersed into the thing. Oh sure. That oh, would that, be dope. that would be dope, but that would be just so much work. Cause like hell, even just having pieces of paper or just like live like little uh, statues and stuff in person is a lot of work. Half the time when it's just me and my bros, um, <laughs> <laughs> my my D and D bros. <laughs> oh. Uh, when, when it's me and the boys... Uh, Piss-bombing each other. Piss-bombing. Um, when, when it's just uh, us playing D&D, half the time, we co- it's called theater of the mind, is kind of like the uh, colloquial term for it, where there there's no figures on the table. It's just that what everybody needs to know on their sheets in terms of what their characters can and cannot do, yeah. some of the quick reference stuff. But largely, if there's a battle, everyone's more so imagining it, and everyone is just kind of keeping tab of kind of where they are in relation to other things it's a lot more uh free because again there's also some if somebody's like hey is there a barrel near me i have an idea i'm like sure like you look you look in 10 feet to your left there is uh, a few barrels stacked up in a pyramid or something like that it kind of gives some flexibility to where if you're like ooh, that would be cool you can kind of change what the players have available to them on the fly because it's not as concrete. Yeah. And usually, you know, airing it in the side of the players and going, yes, or why? Because depending on what you're asking, you know, what you're trying to do might not even be possible, so it might be a, a moot point. But, but yes, yeah, so that's d and D. I'm in the middle of a game. Do or, chicks play? Yeah, actually. Like, what's the ratio, do you think? Oh, God, probably about 90% male. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Are you a serious player? Like, do you get angry, like, when people aren't oh, taking it seriously? Oh, God, that would be so dumb. If, it's an imagination game. Because I get I, mad at each other about that. Um, I So there's something in... Uh, God, they we're talking about D&D way longer than I meant to. But, like, <laughs> yeah. basically, at the very beginning of, like, a campaign... You have what's called a session zero, which is basically the D, the dungeon master. I was gonna, I'm just gonna say DM because I think that we all just know what that means at this point. The DM will kind of meet with the players <laughs> and kind of say sliding into your But he'll have like kind of like a, uh, it's like a meeting with the players, kind of saying like, hey, if you're expecting to play at this table, here's kind of like the rules that we're going with, and here's just some shit that I don't allow. Uh, in terms of just like if a player is going to you know, be way too explicit or gory or something like that. Like their character is role playing as a savage. That doesn't mean that you just get to, uh, cross boundaries, uh, you know, and, um, you're not raping and pillaging here. Yes. Like, because you don't know if somebody else at the table, Hey, it's not even a good story device. There's nothing that's being added to it. And even if there was, you don't know if somebody else at the table has an experience where they're just sitting there like, I came here to have a fun imagination experience, and now I'm literally reliving something very horrible. <laughs> right. You're bringing my real life into this table game. Dungeons and no, Dragons. Like, like literally making sure that everyone's on the same. Hey, do you have anything that can't be you? Oh. What no, are there no, safety no, words? More or less. Like, it's, like <laughs> session zero, if somebody's like, hey, yeah, uh, just in, you already probably know, don't make anything about, like, miscarriages like that's not a story device that i want to be well no because like again you want to have like a drama filled world to a degree yeah do um do black people i asked about women do black people fuck with dungeons and dragons it's probably the ratio's way 
I'm going to say I this, mean, Aloe. That's what the key appeal sketch was about. <laughs> so. yeah, okay. Aloe, I'm going to say this. I don't know. <laughs> so two of them made fun of playing it. I, 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 uh, Aloe, you, you can be the first as far Nuh-uh, as I know. Not with that dungeon master talk. I can't do it. <laughs> but, no, what, what I wanted to tell you, though, was I actually got kicked out of a uh, Dungeons & Dragons game for cracking too many jokes. I can see that happening. Oh, and, God. And, and I get it, because I, I, I showed up late. I didn't know what was going on. I wasn't paying attention to anybody. You didn't hear the house rules. It was just a big nerd fest to me. <laughs> we don't joke at this one. And, and he he finally said, like, all right, get the fuck out. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. So, so, like, a few months later, I got me a nerdy girlfriend. She wanted to go LARPing. You'll eat Demogorgon, but you won't eat my ass. Exactly. Right? <laughs> That's perfect. Sorry. So we, she, she was into LARPing. So I went, I went with her because I loved her. <laughs> and, the things we do. And that same guy was there. <laughs> and, oh wow! And he, he pointed at me. He goes, no, 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 no. <laughs> and she that talked him. She talked him into it. And he's like, look, just, just give him a chance. Did you and fuck she, it up? He, he, she, I'll give you a three strike rule. That's all you're getting. <laughs> oh yeah, I fucked it up. We were there an hour. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing though. We weren't really LARPing. We were doing the fun LARPing. We were doing some chessboard, human chessboard bullshit. Um. <laughs> okay, now I'm glad we got the camera. It was not until right now. You know, what, you be jabbing? <laughs> not the fun LARPing. <laughs> Somebody oh, make a gif of God. that when we're done. <laughs> fun um. LARPing. But yeah, but, no, no, I. It's a good episode. <laughs> no, I, I can't imagine kicking somebody out because they're making jokes or having fun. If if it's like literally a problem where nobody else can have uh, any fun because the one person keeps on trying to get themselves over, but I don't know, man. A lot of fun yeah. haters in D and D. Is that where I kind of agree with them? Just, just you know. <laughs> I was being obnoxious. Well, I mean, I've, I've been around people who were obnoxious the first time that I played was at a nerd convention. It was the Anime Iowa in Coralville five years ago. And there was one dude who, in battle, he was just like, uh, every turn for battle, you know, because it's kind of turn-based. You say what you want to do in battle. You roll to see if you succeed or fail. It goes to the next person. They take their turn because he can't just do everything at once. Now, that's about fucking, though. The so anime about- co- convention that they had in Coralville, I was a taxi driver. And Hell yeah. those people... Oh, were loose. they getting doing they, shit in they, the back of your yeah, cab? Sometimes, and they they were a lot of them were there to just fuck and yeah, you know, furries and stuff. It you was mind your goddamn and business? And all the cosplays, like, <laughs> yeah, 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 it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a furry? What? Well, I don't see how that's. What... <laughs> I get to use a furry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Sure. no, I, I definitely am. I talked uh, to a furry. I um when I was at T. You still got her number? Ago. No. It's oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but okay. So some people they'll hear they'll hear furry and they'll immediately jump to the mascot suits and shit. I'm not into that. Okay. Just uh, but really it, hairy women. What? Sorry. No, no. <laughs> I mean, I ain't gonna hate. I'm you not, like armpit hair? I, I, I'd prefer if they didn't, but oh, okay. like, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm I, not gonna tell them. I go, that's I'll, right. <laughs> I'll take that shit to my grave. You're better, a, you're better than me for not doing that. So go back to what you were saying. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, no. If they just like want like a, a to have like a pair of ears and or a tail, like, I'm down with that. Yeah, I'm no, that, that that's. Well, that shit. seems cute and fun. Yeah. Yes, it, it. See, furries. 
Well, I mean, furry is the yeah. that's kind of furry light. Yeah, there's there's different levels of everything. There are different levels of everything. Yeah. So, like, yes. I will I'm say, not trying to kink shame. But anybody, I will but. I will say because like some people are like, oh, I could do this. It doesn't bother me. I'm into the like, put them on. <laughs> <laughs> put on the bunny costume. Do it. Yeah, that's that's why I, the guy I knew. He said it's not about sex. He was trying to tell me that it's not about sexual stuff. And they like a lot of the true furries don't even like people who are about the sexual stuff. But I'm like, yeah, right, dude. There's probably some truth to that, but a lot of people are going to claim that that's kind of like the community that they're for. Right, right. It's like the people who read Playboy for the articles. Like I those was people just going to make exist. that exact analogy. <laughs> those uh-huh. people exist, but that's they do. not. Uh-huh. They do. Yeah. Is no. Playboy still a thing? I think so. But I think that they don't have the nude models anymore. What? That lasted yeah. like a month. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Long time subscriber like over when, here. Like when OnlyFans was like, we're not doing yes, porn for a little while. Yeah, I, I was right. scared for some people that I know. I'm just like, oh, you're going to have to get a real job again. <laughs> I thought you meant for the people who were subscribing. I'm not going to lie. I was scared for some people who were like, where uh, are you no. going to get your porn now? Uh, I'm not going to dox anybody, but like, there was a gal that I was seeing a couple years back who had an OnlyFans, and I had no idea what OnlyFans was because it's just starting to become popular or it had finally just reached my circle of knowledge because when she was advertising for it on her Snapchat because again we were kind of like seeing each other and it hadn't really come up in conversation yet but like she's advertising for it on her Snap I went to and I Google I had to Google what is OnlyFans and then, <laughs> and then oh oh and then I followed the link and like went down a rabbit hole I, well oh, I did did I did, you I, find her? oh dude yeah well, she, of course well, well here's the thing I found her profile but I didn't uh subscribe to it because I thought I'm trying to date her. This would be like a weird yeah, dynamic yeah. because it would change how I saw her. Not not for the worse or anything like that because I'm super cool. Well, there's nothing for me to be cool about. It's like her business. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But at the same time, you know, the fact that I'm obviously creeping into seeing her in a sexual light before she's seeing me like that or before we have a conversation oh, like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then the pandemic yeah, some, hit. Some intimacy. Yeah. No, and then the pandemic hit and we stopped seeing each other. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say then the pandemic hit. No, the pandemic hit and then I was inside for a few months and I needed. Uh, no, so eventually I did subscribe for a month just because I'm like, I got to see, man. Yeah, after you broke up. Yeah, that's Well, wait, wait, we didn't break up. Like I said, the pandemic happened and we stopped just seeing each other. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also. The pandemic. Uh, people in my generation, we, yeah, oh. people in my generation don't break up anyway. Nature uh, run it, ran we it we just stop talking. You just because each other. Well, because there's no relationship. Because you know you just kind of do that talking. There's technically nothing to break up. So like wow. it's like this horrible uh, yeah, thing that you don't know how to describe what it is. You can't really? say yeah, me and me and uh, Susie broke up, and I'm. Uh, because you know you were never dating in the first place, you never put a label on it, so yeah. you just have to be like, "Yeah, Susie and I, I don't know, man, I, don't, I just don't know what so happened." Yeah. Ju- your whole don't generation ever get divorced. is, is like, living we are like so how fucked. I wanted to live when I was in and my twenties. And then if, if if they they decide to talk to you again, like you're you're in good terms, even though that's okay, yeah. they still call you their ex. <laughs> yeah, oh, I feel wow, like you could have yeah. earned that. That's a title like, you get, but you can't get yeah. the. Yeah, the I, I couldn't call you my girlfriend, yeah. so you can call me my ex. So how does that work? Yeah. No, it's 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 a, uh, it's definitely a weird dynamic in terms of just like I have been, uh, technically single for the last eight years, but like I've, <laughs> but I have been or no maybe you have a lot of exes. Is that what you're saying? But like I guess I would have been talking to like a lot of them that either didn't work out or one or you know one or both of us just kind of stopped or kind of said hey I think that I just want to be friends which you could probably assume that I wasn't the one saying that a lot but. Uh, that's weird, man, because 
back in my day, I'm old. But it was like girls. You're damn near forty. <laughs> damn near next about a month. Yeah. Oh gosh, no, I remember because it's such it's so weird to have that conversation with somebody that you're kind of going out with. Because uh, I remember there was one time uh, I kind of asked like, so what is this? And she said like, let's just call it getting coffee for now. And then, Ooh, what? And, and then, now, and, so and then four the months later, after like we had been getting coffee, <laughs> I think that I had to text her and be like, "So, like, sometimes you've been like, getting coffee with anybody can I else? Put some cream in this coffee? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's going on. No, I, I have no fucking idea, man. But like four months later, after like we'd been getting coffee, she, uh, no, I texted her. I'm just like, hey, like sometimes like when I refer to you. Uh, like when I talk about you know just Coffee you bait. to other people, <laughs> like I I have slipped and said the word girlfriend. I correct myself, but like can I start saying that? Just kind of like me hinting at like can, can I can we just call? It? And then like we stopped being a thing like a couple weeks later. Part of the reason that I even asked was because I was having anxiety because I could kind of tell that for some reason there was like uh, just a disconnect. That's so weird. Like girls used to always be about the title before. Oh my they goodness did anything. gracious! Yes. Yeah, it was always about the title. Are we going? St- like we can't just be fucking hooking up there's got to be a title uh-huh. give me a promise ring you bitch like, i mean you know. you, i mean like friends with benefits is the obvious like yeah. first step there yeah. yeah for sure i'm only like six months older than you are you never experienced that the whole uh you know just don't call anymore type thing really uh-huh. i, I will say <laughs> I, I will say too it gets real obnoxious especially for us like perennial single people or the ones who like fall off the horse get right back up and try again um, it gets real embarrassing if your friends or your close people hear about every single one that you uh, gets your hopes up. Like, cause some of them like, Oh, I met a girl. She was really yeah. cool. And then two weeks later, it's already not a thing. And you're already talking to somebody else. Oh, it's not a thing. And then like, they, they like my roommate who's the closest person to me does not know of their existence until I'm pretty sure that there's a good chance now. It's like, going to turn into something. No, I, I, I am uh, currently in the middle of talking to or getting coffee with somebody uh nobody's gonna know her first name or see a picture of her until like there is reason that she's not just gonna up and fucking leave (laughs) but statistically she will so (laughs) (laughs) i have a friend that i've just stopped kind of asking because for a while i was like oh what's been going on on bumble or whatever and at some point i was like this is just it's depressing i think that might be part of the problem as far as people not wanting to have because there's so many Uh, options and it's so like easy right isn't it just well way too many options i believe but no that that but then really it's not sucks. really, though, because everybody's still even more lonely, but it just seems yeah. like there's mm-hmm. more. So I think that makes well, people harder, too. The, the worst part is, is sometimes like when I'll match with somebody on a dating app, and then things will be going great, and then there will just kind of be that radio silence. I'm just like, yeah, you were probably also talking to somebody else on this app, and, yeah. they, and they got you first, or yeah. they got you better. Like, But I know a lot of people who, <sighs> when they're talking to somebody on, will say Bumble, because that's the first one that came to my mind, but then they won't. They'll be like, I can't talk to anybody else. And I'm like, what? That's weird. Cause how, what's the point of yeah. doing that if you're not going to talk to a bunch of people? Yeah, because how far into a conversation or is it like once it gets physical, you... Yeah, because like right now, right now you're kind of talking about like these are text-based yeah. relationships. Quote on... I'm so glad I'm old. No, right? Yes, yeah, seriously, don't get divorced. <laughs> It's a fucking jungle out there. It seems terrible. <laughs> no, it's it's definitely a weird uh, landscape to navigate. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> all, all, all these questions that you're asking, man, I wish I knew. 
But I, you're young. Like, that's the thing now. I'm, this is this is how life is in the internet, whatever's the... No, in terms of dating, it, it was way better. Here's the other thing. I genuinely like meeting people in person. Like, if I meet a gal at a bar and she can see my animated personality, uh, she can, like... My, like, my humor will translate better. My uh, genuine uh, yeah. personality will, will, will translate better. Um, I'm a lot more likable, I think, in person if I'm trying to be. Yeah, you're human, man. That's what's weird. Yes, that's, yeah. This so, fucking thing isn't... It's not a connection. So it's it's got to be weird. All of my best attributes are out the window on a dating app. <laughs> versus, like, if I get to, like, talk and be in person, I can state my case a lot better, like... Like my pictures, I have to use you know the, my best pictures to try Hitting to right angles to try to get <laughs> get that attention. Um, yeah, before hopefully my jokes will uh, stick and keep them around, but I'll get to you on that. You ever bought a, a date to a, a show? Like, yes. First starting. <laughs> yes. How that go for you? Um, it never goes well. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> um, like, even if I'm just especially if it's someone, an open mic. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bring just a date to a show I'm not on. I wouldn't, like, first oh. starting out. Well, here's the thing. Uh, I do comedy partially because it's the most interesting thing about me. See, that's that's the that's the dilemma people get into. So, that's why they do it. So that's... Uh, I am afraid of who I am when I stop doing comedy. And I'm very proud when somebody... Like, when I'm trying to impress a, a gal that I meet. Uh, one, I cannot wait to bring up that I am a comedian. My name is on posters. My faces are on posters and uh, things like that. People across the state know me and my art, my work. Uh, that is kind of that's something that i am so excited to bring up without forcing it in there but then yeah which is like i want to come see one of your skits sometime i'm like don't call it that please uh i want to come see one of your one of your but like I, I did that once and you guys know my comedy enough to know that this is exactly how after the show uh or after the set because was, i think i had a mic after the set i got back and she was like i'm sorry to hear about your penis because i just made <laughs> like three see, minutes yeah. of like because again my humor is going to be very much so based off of, like, I like making myself the loser. Mm -hmm. I don't like it yeah, when people that's, that's come out I... on top and they're the winner of their own joke. Because it sounds like, A, you're bragging, which isn't likable, and B, it sounds like you're probably lying. If you're talking a story about something good that happened to you, I have cause to not believe it now. What, yeah, what if it's bragging it about well. your loserness? Because I feel like that's what I do. I'm the number one loser. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I am the biggest loser I in this room. better than any of you. I would never do that. And also, I don't think I would ever, like, if I was trying to holler at a chicken, I don't think I would be like, I'm a comedian. I would be like, because I feel like at this level, I wouldn't. Like, no one cares, I feel like, unless you're, like, making a mm. good living doing it. Because otherwise, they're assuming you're broke and just fucking a loser. <laughs> like, I would think most normal people. I mean, I was going to say, like, most people, most of the normies out there, when they hear that I'm a comedian, a lot of them usually get pretty wide-eyed, and even though yeah, it's like yeah, on a local... Interesting, but deep inside, they're like, this <laughs> fucking guy can't bring him home to my parents. I, I would know, assume. I, I do also <laughs> lead with the fact that I do have a real job or a day yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, like, I, I, that's like one of my biggest assets is my real job, and then uh, doing this in terms of just like... Uh, you know, practicing a craft like it's it's so much less sexy than being a rock star, but it's <laughs> it's in the same vein, I guess. I guess in terms of like, especially if you're really good, 
if, if they see you just light up a room, just light up a show in terms of comedy show, there's is there's got to be something attractive about that. Yeah, right? yeah, for sure. You're in front of a crowd and you're you're owning the room, but yeah. And, and that and that's literally me at my best. So I have brought dates to shows or two mics before. And it's gone well, except for there was one person who did not get that what I was saying on stage was a joke or is a character or I will say things to make an audience laugh that aren't necessarily true. Like, again, things about me maybe being bad at sex. Sure. <laughs> yeah, so you're embellishing the stories. I, yeah, I, 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 I thought of a funny thing, and it only works if I tell this story from a first-person point of view. Yeah. So I have to just tell people that I'm bad at this when... Right. Uh, like again, jokes that I can't find the clip. I know what it is. I'm 30 years old. It's he right does there. now. <laughs> but I will still tell jokes about you know. Oh man, it's so hard to find. Because <laughs> again, there are some good jokes to be made about that. But uh, sure. but yeah, I, there was one. There was one gal who did not understand that what I was telling was jokes and not everything was going to be an autobiographical account of yeah. uh, my life. So this is just what happened to me this week. That. That's true too. Yeah, it's yeah. very true. Which is weird. But have you ever had coworkers find out you're a comedian? Uh, yeah, actually, a lot of them. That's frustrating. Uh, it can be frustrating because, again, uh, they will say, "Oh, do you ever joke about a? Do you dare joke about me? Yeah, do you ever yeah. make any jokes about anybody from here?" I'm just like. No, because, like, you just go to the bathroom sometimes. That's the only thing that you do that's, like, out of the ordinary. Otherwise, it's just you at your desk, man. Like, what am I going to make a joke about? I don't care. I, I, I have two coworkers that I make jokes about. One of them was a meth head, a welder, and, a, a, you know, name redacted. I'm not going <laughs> to. But, like, that dude's name, he, he told me to call him Gummy Bear because that was his nickname at work. Wow. Because he had no fucking teeth. Right. Yeah, That's no, why they called him Gummy Bear. I, I assume that. <laughs> and but every was day. Was he a great welder, though? Uh, he, was, he was an okay welder. Hmm. And, <laughs> and, and a lovely... Uh, I would watch him eat his lunch every day because he insisted on eating a burrito. If you've never seen a toothless man... <laughs> gum down on a burrito. Gum down on a fucking burrito. You have not lived. And then there was one other druggy dude at another job that I tell... I tell stories about those two. One yeah. story piece. But other than that... But like those guys aren't coming to your shows. No, those guys... Those guys are in prison. Those guys... Gummy Bear might be dead. <laughs> Rest in peace, Gummy Bear. That's a prison of its own. Well, you get, you just get gummy, those. gummy Bear looked like he was 60, but he might have only been like 45. Like, Gummy Bear was not doing well. He had lived some lives. Gummy Bear, he called him, he said it was peppered. He had lived a peppered life. <laughs> he, oh, that's fantastic. He said that he's peppered. He said that I was peppered. fresh or like something like that. He, called, he referred life. to me as fresh and he was peppered or something like that. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I don't like what. Hmm. Keep the keep that. You gotta let learn, kid. You're but did fresh. you have did you have people who've seen you before at work? Um, yes, which honestly, uh, some of them have been like awesome in terms of just like being good fans. Some people, again, because uh, I, I usually now that I have like a desk job that I wear a tie and nice shoes to, uh, sometimes I'll tell them like, hey, like this isn't something that I'm like advertising at work because it's not something that I would talk about. Like you're gonna see and hear some things that if you're not like just ready for adults to say adult things. Then, then don't hold it against me because I'm also not here advertising and telling people yes. I'm coming right, time. Right. That's my nighttime me. This is yeah. My, this I, is my professional life. We are and, a lot like strippers, aren't we? And and like when I'm yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, some people would say superheroes. You say you go to strippers, but like. Well, superheroes aren't real. That's fair. <laughs> but like, I I've told uh, plenty of people like if you go, just don't like. Uh, you know, don't hold against anything that I say. Because I don't even advertise where I work when I'm on stage. Sometimes I'll say, like, I got a new job or I'm happy with my job. I don't talk about really what I do. And yeah. I don't talk about, I don't name drop the exact place. <laughs> because, again, I, I think that that's the only thing. Unless I went up and said some horribly controversial things or just started doing slur, 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 slur. <laughs> None of, nothing that I say is unacceptable that a that a corporation would have to separate from me. Like, I don't think that they're going to yeah. be like... I don't think that somebody's going to get me by taking a film of uh, of my set and then showing it to my bosses trying to get me fired. They're going to be like, yeah, he has a small penis. That's, we <laughs> that's, weird, that he, that's weird that he says that outside of work. If, right. if he says that here at work, yes, we will get him. But, um, yeah, man. Because I, I, I had some uh, people who saw me once, and then when I got to work, like... So what you doing this weekend, Dustin? Working on your skits? Oh yeah, yeah. And I would say like, why do people say skits? It's so weird. They, I don't know. They're trying to make themselves sound more normal than you, <laughs> and then I make them. I in turn make them sound more boring than me. It's like, what'd you do this weekend? Mow your lawn? Back into your parking spot, even oh, though it was a drive-through? Smack your wife around? <laughs> oh, I got dark. I, I don't I, promote that at all. <laughs> but we do find it hilarious. Um, I I mean it's it can be a little bit like weird like when somebody's just like hey like do you have any shows coming up and I'm like still no from, like, when, from when you asked yesterday like or you know it, so sometimes like they'll be asked about shows my least favorite thing probably not like, even gonna come anyway that's be, be the fucked up part some people just say, ask that shit just to when yeah. somebody asks to be polite I'm like it's not really that polite to be like hey man I gotta catch one of your shows sometimes yeah you do yeah. you've been saying that for a while now and I've given you uh, cause like back when I used to book shows and when I say used to like I'm going to again it's just a matter of like it's a thankless job and like there's a million things that go into it like I don't like booking or producing shows but like back when I did it regularly um I would take f feedback. I think I said thank you when you booked me on the show. What's that? I said thank you when you booked me on the show. Oh, yeah. So uh, it's not that Locals thing, and... Uh, I, said, I said thank you. Oh, my ketchup. Um, but when we... Uh, Wait uh, for it. But I would, uh, I would book these shows. Oh, is that a... Yeah, it's the thing we do when Haley comes back from the bathroom. Oh, nice. She gets her own job. <laughs> no matter who's talking or what they're talking about. No worries. We do not give a shit. But I, I, I would book these shows because uh, I would try to book it for, you know, 8 o'clock. So that way people, like, would be able to, we would start the show at 8 p.m. So it's perfect show time. It'd be, it'd be over at 9.30 or whatever. Some people would say that that is too uh, early because they needed to do other things. They didn't get off work until, so then I would try 9 o'clock. Which, again, is a little bit later, and I would try... They were like, oh, well, I'm always, like, you know, busy on this night of the week, or do you do any weekend shows? So I would do my Thursdays, and instead I would start booking on Fridays or Saturdays, and then, you know, I was just basically moving all up the thing. I'm just like, hey, I've, uh, I've done shows... Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I've done everything <laughs> except for ain't trying to come. everything for Sunday, and I've done early or late shows. You have not made an effort to come to either. How about you stop? Yeah, stop saying that you know. Hey, I gotta make one of your shows. Some like just talk about something else. 
Like, people don't know what to talk about, though. Once they find something about you, that's all it really I, is. And I get it, but, like, it's... You could be a fucking celloist, and they'd be like, yeah, I get, they're not even into fucking... Oh, I want to come to one of your <laughs> concerts. string music. Yeah. Still going to what church you? every Sunday, Bill? Let's <laughs> <laughs> meet up there sometime. They, they'll, they'll want, yeah, they'll want you to come, too, We can man. walk up to communion together. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just always so lame when a somebody is asking about your show and they tell you that they're gonna go or they kind of lead i don't know how long you've ever been led uh, uh led on about a show like somebody two weeks at a time is like oh yeah i'm gonna try to make that i'm gonna get a, go get a sitter for the kids and i'm gonna i can make that one yeah, and then you know it. a week later i'm like still just checking in hey man am i gonna still see you on saturday yep got a sitter lined up everything's gonna be good to go <laughs> you know and yeah. then and then like three days up to it like one of us might message the other one uh, you know, looking forward to it, man. I'm like, thanks, really looking forward to seeing you there, too. And then the day of, just complete, it's like their phone turned <laughs> you off. You get ghosted? Yeah. You've been we're, catfished. We're, we're, like, I don't text them because, again, that's, like, weird. I'm not going to check in. I'm like, are you on the way yet? I'm like, I'm just going <laughs> to, you know, just let it be or let it not. And I'm like, why would you go through so much follow-up on your lie? Yeah. Like, what? what is the point of that? Like, what, you you don't think that I'm going to be more mad later than if you had just told me? Yeah, I don't think I'm going to make it, man. I'm sorry. Saturdays are rough for me. Also, I'm a, I'm a single dad. In defense of people like that, like, sometimes you have the best intentions about doing something like that, and then the day of the thing rolls around, and you're like, fuck, I don't want to do anything. Yeah. That, I, I, I have, uh, <laughs> I've been led on by enough people that I've kind of, like, uh, what's the word, just, like, planned or incorporated that into... You know, just those one times or those occasional times or even just, like, trying to find a pattern. But, yeah, it's just, like, for the for the most part, a lot of people who just don't have a plan of going to the show, just ma- making just conversation. just want to be polite, yeah. They just want to be polite, and it's not polite to say, hey, yeah, I want to go to your show. I can't wait to go to your show. Because then what happens is you, you, you do a show, and uh, it's 7.30, the, the, the show's going to start at 8.00 and no one's in the bar yet other than the comedians. Right. And you're like, well, those co- those people are going to be here, right? The people that told me that they're going to be here are going to be <laughs> if here, If I had right? seven people, I knew seven people were coming. Where's my seven people? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that is, uh, that is always just uh, something that has infuriated me. And borderline is, like, a good fraction of the reason why I don't like booking shows right now is because I don't like worrying about the attendance as much as... Uh, Oh, God, yeah. When I'm just a comedian on a show and I can just tell people, hey, come and see me. I'm on the show. The show's going to be awesome. But I'm not as invested as the person who actually handled the money between the venue and the comedians and myself. Like, I'm basically right. a not-for-profit comedian because I... <laughs> God, I don't know. I think that only, like, one time have I ever been paid more than my gas. And it was recent. Really? It, it, was, re- it was recent. Uh, Dylan Meek... Uh, who's like one of my favorite? Have you ever crossed paths with him? Fuck yeah, dude! I think I did uh, your show. I think I met him on. He's a very funny oh, dude. Oh, I think it was uh, Dylan Meek and Josh Francis and you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Dylan Meek is uh, one of my favorite, if not my favorite, guys in the state. He's yeah, he's awesome. very funny. Uh, I'll plug the hell out of him, even though I have nothing to gain from it. But <laughs> uh, he uh, had a room up in Northwood at Worth Brewing. Uh, he needed a headliner. I was already kind of on the show, and I said, "Hey." You could just have me headline it, and, uh, you know, then then we don't need a headliner, and we actually have enough people to do enough time on the show. Like, we're just good on the budget. So I wound up making it out of there with, I think, $100 was just kind of like the pre-arranged amount. Oh, no, there was another time that I got th- triple digits on a show. Um, nice. But 
But yeah, I just got triple digits and upfront money, and then there was a tip jar, and then they decided how much of the share I was going to get from that. Which... What's the uh, furthest? I'm going to start asking people, what's the furthest you've gone for a show? Oh, that's good. Um, South Dakota, uh, which was like a five-ish hour drive. I think you told me about that. You Tyler said it was really Myra fun, and yeah, and you did a, like a road trip. That's fucking fun. I want to do more of that. I, I mean, we should definitely get some people in a car sometime, because like... Uh, at the North Iowa Comedy Festival, I came across this guy named Skylar Bulk. Skylar Bulk was the headliner, and the rest of us were just kind of like, had this festival slot. Some people had five minutes, some people had ten minutes. People at the Surf District Ballroom. Really, really great uh, that show. A, that was a fun room. And then um, Skylar liked my set, and he said, hey, like, you know, how much material do you got of uh, that quality? I think I told him like a half an hour. He said, all right, can you bring like two guys and combine for... Uh, like 90 minutes or no, I think that he said 70 minutes. We need to combine for 70 because he was going to host and kind of do the the rest of the show or have a local opener or something like that. It's kind of like what wound up happening. So we, uh, I, I asked Matt Anderson and Dylan Meek originally, and then Dylan couldn't, and then Tyler Myroff made just a clutch save, <laughs> and then you know hopped in the car with like a week's notice, and then we went to South Dakota. Which was awesome. It was my first time being in the car with two other like comedians on yeah. a drive like that. So the entire way there, we're talking shop, we're fucking around, we are writing new material, having cool experience. It was the best. Yeah, that's uh, the, the. We I booked a hotel. I booked our hotels that weekend. Yeah. They were two bed uh, hotel. <laughs> it was a two bed hotel room. There were three comics. So on the first night I said on the drive I said whoever has the best or most crowd work tonight gets their own bed the other two got to share a bed <laughs> so like that was kind of like our mission was to go in and it wound up being a really really clutch uh, call because the first bar that we went to on the f- Saturday show wasn't really feeling uh, stand up comedy they really <laughs> they no, they, they it was kind of like a put together ambush show is like what some people yeah. call it um, where, but they love being talked to and talked about. So the fact that like we went into the show, perfect for crowd work, planning, <laughs> planning to do crowd work and kind of being like, ooh, I wonder what kind of uh, things that I can plan to make look spontaneous in front of the audience, or or something like that. So like because we were all prepped for that, it wound up going because I I was going between on a half hour set. I was flooding between my material and uh, crowd work. Yeah. And every time I'd go back to my material, I would start losing people. The, <laughs> the, the room would just, and like, I, it's not like I was doing bad material. I, I was doing the stuff that I really wanted to do, and they just were having none of it uh, if it wasn't uh, directly related to them. Then the following night, we had this amazing show where we all got to do our nice little recitals, do our material uninterrupted <laughs> as planned, which yeah. at the end of the day, we were there to entertain, not do our material, but... If you drive five hours, you kind of want to do your material, like... Right, right. But yeah, that that was the, the farthest, was a five-hour straight shot uh, with Matt Anderson and Tyler Myroff, which is, like, all three of us. But All three of us were mildly, I don't want to say burnt out, but just, like, hadn't had anything cool or new happen in a while. Yeah. And then that just turned out to be the cool new thing that made all of us want to keep doing it for however long afterwards. Like, Next year, we'll I, have to last you till the next one. Yeah. yeah. No, That's how it goes, man. But yeah, if uh, sometimes sometime you want to like get comics out of a, you know, drive out of state or something like that, I am down it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm down to do if, that too. I'm trying to go to Wisconsin Comedy on State. I want to at least check out their mic. That room looks so fucking dope. 
Well, that's that's always the hard thing too is like sometimes soliciting out of state and like trying to represent yourself, saying like, "Hey, I uh, I'm going to be coming through your area. Is there anywhere like me and this two people yeah, can yeah, come yeah. and get up?" Because like it's kind of hard to. I don't know, I just, like, walk into a scene or, like, ask about certain dates and then be given the headliner treatment, be given, like, the... Yeah. unless you have, you know, shit, you know, credits and stuff like some, that. Some major, major, major yeah. ones, but even, yeah, even some of, like, the smaller ones, other comics are going to kind of, like, suss out a little bit. Or yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it all depends on what it is and who, who you know. That's a lot of it, man. Gosh, I, I even saw uh, on social media, somebody was asking, they said how do you transition into being a headliner or something like that? And somebody kind of gave the stuck-up definition, in my opinion, which is, like, that you have to be doing comedy for eight years, plus to be considered a headliner, you need to have 45 minutes to an hour to be a headliner. And I'm just like, man, the headliner is just the person who ends the show. Yeah, and, and headliner, there's people who headline shows. Like, you think, we just had Dante Powell on. He's a headliner, like, locally here, wherever he goes. But mm -hmm. he's at a level where he's opening up for major fucking headliners. Mm -hmm. So there's a different thing. You'll you'll headline sometimes, and you'll feature, and you'll open for other people. It depends on. Yeah. There's levels to, and, levels within levels of this shit. And I don't know how long Dante has been in the game, but he's, like, obviously, you know, pretty huge uh, but like i don't know if he falls into that eight year category or not i think uh what do you say 2014 yeah he's right at about so, he's, so he's right now. so according to that he's just now like starting to be eligible as a headliner but he's yeah and that's the thing he's been doing and, that for a few years now i mean he's just like AP. when did his album come out like that number one album 2020 well, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah 2020 years. so like Squirrels i don't know. get fat so, so with people who are putting out like legitimately good albums, getting booked to headline yeah. legitimate venues, I don't know, man. I think that if somebody wants to put like a hard definition on it, that's just like out of dated, or or it's just um, it's just like it was, yeah, you know, because I I as a comic, I've even joked with uh, some of the people here. Uh, um, I'm not. I, I don't feel like dropping any names, but there was like somebody here who did really well, and they've uh, only done comedy like a half dozen times. And I even said to them, I said, you know, like, God, it's so frustrating watching somebody very new be as good as you did tonight. Like, awesome job. Like, and I mean that in kind of like a, a, a brutally honest, like, it's so frustrating. Like, Allo, when you started, fuck you. <laughs> watching, watching you when you started was just insulting. Was just the worst watching I appreciate that, some man. of us who had been doing it I, I get so excited when I see somebody who is hot shit and also you can kind of tell did you feel like hot shit did you feel like at some point you could barely do any wrong on stage no because I love it when somebody who does have that impression because they're like they had their first they had their first mic went really well, their second mic went really well. I can't wait until they get that first crowd, like where they don't land their jokes right, and then they get to feel that cold sting. I've, I've always, oh. like, since, since I decided I was going to do comedy, I started studying it as far as listening to podcasts go and hearing just comics who are fucking Mark Normans and shit, just hear them talking about how they still eat shit. So it's like, I never expect to nobody's immune to it yeah yeah so i never expect to be at a point where it's like i'm comfortable and i'm gonna get everybody and every crowd's gonna be great gotcha. yeah. Fuck, no. i love those guys that have been doing it for a year and they give you the unsolicited advice it's like <laughs> really motherfucker 
Especially on a night when a you're trying shit and you're not at your best. Like, yeah. You're not, you're not doing your showcase set. You're doing like uh, new material at a mic and they're trying to yeah. punch up your set. The mics so, like, are yeah. funny. Mm. <laughs> no, but like I, whenever I see somebody who does really really well, I'm very proud of them usually. Especially if I like them off the stage as well. Very proud of them. But also, part of me is just like, God dang it, <laughs> God, da- like for real though. Like, do you have to be that talented? Uh, Joe Marino was another one yeah, where yeah, like he's definitely AP. Yeah, Joe Marino like walking on, just being that incredibly funny, consistently funny, and every like it felt like I was watching very few jokes not land. And I was like, you asshole! Like I can't wait until the first mic that goes poorly for you. <laughs> like, <laughs> see, I never want that review. I want them to do great, but when they do fall on their face, I laugh too. I mean. You fall and get back up in this shit. I'm, I'm usually the one laughing the hardest, like when shit's not going well for somebody on stage. <laughs> uh, it's always for me. It's always been the cockiest ones that should fall on their. That's when. That's when I enjoy it. Well, I, I gain a lot of respect for somebody, the first time after a set doesn't go well, and then they come back. Yeah. Because they're like. Let me try that again. How you handle it. Yeah, it's all about how you handle it. Like, if a set doesn't go well and then they come back, that is, like, the that's the merit of a real actual comic to me. It's right. like, uh, you know, because you, you're either going to try different shit because you think that that shit was not good, or you're going to try that same shit, but you're going to do it better this time. Like, it shows a drive. Because, like, when it's going good, it's the easiest thing in the world. Yeah. Doing comedy is the easiest and best thing in the world when it goes well, but like when it's not good, the lows are just as dark as. It hurts so bad. Yeah. (laughs) And then all the work that goes into it, all of a sudden, like you're feeling like this compounded, uh, you know, it it all hits you at once. Like all the work that you've been doing for years, as soon as it doesn't go well, you feel all of it hit you. Yeah. (laughs) I just always remember that it bounces back and it swings. And it never stopped swinging. God. So you never stopped swinging. I, 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 I felt like I was striking out at Mike's for about a month and a half, two months. Like, I think that my June and July this year were really rough. And every mic that I was going to, and it's starting to get in my head a little bit. Like, am I good at this? Do I just suck? Are, are, are people just kind of kissing up to me if they're, they're trying to be supportive or good? Or, like, am I a Make-A-Wish kid and everyone's just letting me live my dream right now? Like, what the fuck is going on here? And then I had a couple showcases where I got to do... Uh, 35-minute set uh, in July, and I got to do a 25-minute set in July, and it just kind of saved a lot of, like, my attitude in terms of just, like, okay, like, when I'm not limiting myself by trying new material or I'm doing material in front of people who have not seen me regularly, because, uh, again, this can be a very hard room. Like, I love the Lucky Cat. I've loved it since it was new. But, like, when all of us are seeing each other on a weekly basis, and sometimes it's not, uh, it's sometimes it'll be comics only, or comics will be the majority of it. Man, doing jokes that'll make the pe- people who see you on a weekly basis laugh, because there's only so many times, even if you love it, that my Pizza Hut joke will land. If you see me do that four weeks in a row, fuck me. Oh, it doesn't land for me every time. Like. <laughs> yeah, you gotta switch, switch it up, do it a little different. If you know it's just comics, fucking do it. Sometimes I've been try thinking it, about do it just in, a, in the most absurd way, just fucking just ridiculous yell it or fucking I don't know. I can say confidently that Haley has laughed at every single one of my ass eating jokes. <laughs> I am that that is one thing every I'm sure of. Every single time. Every single time, the exact same way. So you, I'm gonna ask you the question you don't like. Do you got any shows coming up? <laughs> got honestly, I slowed down on booking a lot. Like and again, it's usually just from other people who like say, this is 
All right. Well, plug your um your socials. What's your socials? Instagram. Uh, Are you on TikTok? I, I just got Facebook. I mean, <laughs> my my TikTok name is Blickety Blackety Crackety. Blickety Blackety <laughs> at Blickety Blackety Crackety. Don't ask me how to spell it. Um, just figure it out. You'll find him. Yeah. You'll find Oliver. Um, yeah. Just uh, Facebook is Oliver Schmitz. It's the easiest one to find. I used to have an Insta. Well, I still have an Instagram, but I have not used. I it. tag you and stuff on Instagram all the time. It, apparently, that's going nowhere. I mean, <laughs> I don't use it. I try. I was gonna try to have that be my comedy page, but I'm too lazy and depressed to barely manage one social media page. It's very. I so just. Hard. I would. I thought that piling more on top of that would be a good idea. It's a fucking lot. I get it. Yeah. 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 Nope. I mean, sometimes it just takes me hours to reply back to your Scrabble notifications that I get. So. <laughs> that's all right. Dustin Lee, you're not on socials, are you? No, I'm not. Yeah, uh, well, I got a Twitter. You don't I, you have a, did you start your podcast? What's that? Did you ever start your podcast? You were talking about doing? No, not yet. Oh, okay. that, that's okay. kind of like a pipe dream right oh, now. Okay, okay. I was planning on uh, doing a, a podcast, like just hook everything up in my car, and then it'd just be either me angrily rambling as I'm driving to work, or I'm pick, or I'm taking drunk people home. Or nice. drunk comedians home. Cash cab. <laughs> yeah, kind of like that. It, it's but just, it's just where they give him cash. <laughs> oh, I guess I do have two shows coming up uh, this weekend for uh, Matt This won't Aid. be out for probably three weeks. Matt Aid 2022. Oh, dang it. <laughs> Matt Aid 2022, I think September 4th, we're having like a uh, uh, benefit for Matt Anderson, who's another comedian for anybody who doesn't know. Shout out Matt Anderson. Matt Anderson, love you. Uh, who did get testicular cancer, going through the chemotherapy right now. He is down to one nut. Uh, uh, but, you know, he's getting through it, and we're going to have, like, a bar crawl and uh, an open mic. So on September 4th, it's a Sunday, uh, there will be an open mic that I'm hosting. Musicians are going to be there, and I'm not super thrilled about that. But I think it's still be fun. <laughs> Just be wild. I, I, I don't like up? mixing uh, music and comedy. And then yeah, uh, no one does. Uh, October 5th, uh, is also going to be the roast of Matt Anderson at the Octopus, oh, okay. uh, which I I have been dragging my feet on the official invites, but uh, present company, if you'd like to be on the dais for that and roast Matt Anderson. October uh, 25th? Uh, October 5th. Oh, 5th, 5th, 5th. I already told you I would do it. I would love that. I'm, gotcha. I'm down. Uh, yeah, because... Oh, that's on a Wednesday. Gotta we, we wanted to wait until he would be kind of rebounded from, you know, the chemo and everything like that. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be roasting him and just kind of, it's going to be a celebration of obviously kind of kicking cancers, butt with, uh, with the chemo being done and everything, uh, projected to be going well at that point. So. Like him just having one testicle. I can work with that. But, like, <laughs> oh yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, that's material perfect. writes we're, itself. We're going to have some of his family members, some of his coworkers and other friends and stuff like that. And then yeah, also yeah, his cool. comedian peers. And we're all just going to be mean as shit to him because he's surviving cancer. Like, what can we fucking do? He was always a guy you could <laughs> be yes, mean to. Yes, that's what though. he wants. That's, he, he will. Yeah. Matt, Matt is also a dark motherfucker. As soon as he told yeah. us about the diagnosis, the, the jokes came in about a quarter of a second later. <laughs> yeah, of everybody's course. making it. Absolutely. Of course. So what's coming up next in the next couple weeks, maybe three weeks from now? Um, by the time you people hear this, Brent Terhune will be here September 16th and 17th. That's going to be killer. Nathan Timmel, Tyler Walsh. Um, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Tyler Walsh is funny, dude. It's going to be fun. Yeah, so look for that. Some fun times with the cat. I have a baby shower coming up in a few weeks. Um, come out to that. Don't, but... um. Mm-hmm. Maybe add something to the wish list on Amazon. But, but yes, oh, yes. I, I forgot to add one thing. Yeah. Um, Friday, I'm getting my stitches removed. Oh, nice. Congratulations. Okay. And That's my plug. When's your vasectomy? Uh, vasectomy is not until October, but okay. that might get dragged out to um, November. because Stitches I, out, stitches I in. I want to get a vasectomy. 
Uh, oh, this Friday, I guess I'm going to be here at the nobody. Comedy nobody will have heard this, so it doesn't matter. But you will yes. have been here. Well, yeah, this, this will be on three weeks. I, I, I have been here. I was <laughs> at Comedy Roulette. Um, it was awesome. Comedy you did roulette. a great so job good. on that. Oh my god, you fucking killed. <laughs> I'm going to be trying to put out this thing. I'm going to uh, my 40th birthday. I'm going to try to spend it at in Austin, Texas. I'm trying to be on Kill Tony again. So I, my plan is to go down there. I'm going to uh, have everybody buy me a 40 and by that just send me the price of a 40 Allo 40 to, to yeah, just go up there and perform it <laughs> with uh yeah just send it to my um my cash app and i'm not doing uh what's it called gofundme i'm not doing that website because i feel like that's for real issues <laughs> i don't want to be amongst that website like i don't know it's, it'll be weird so yeah, I'm doing yeah when it you that actually way. need to go fund me then right, it won't yeah. be cute then, when they see your allo 40 then hands I'll, <laughs> 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 then I'll do that then. yeah but that's that's all I really got but um thanks everybody for watching this has been the Alameda's Green Room for Haley for Dustin Lee and for Oliver that time peace y'all